Alright, and welcome back to the Shared Breaker Podcast. I am Midnight, and I am here with Mythic. Hello. And Darkness. Hi. This is episode 3 of Well of Ascension, and we have read chapters 13 through 17 this week. So uh, I hope you enjoy uh, all of our thoughts. Uh, so yeah, getting straight into our first epigraph. Uh, it says, when I finally had the realization, finally connected all the signs of the anticipation of Elendi, I was so excited. Yet when I announced my discovery to the other world bringers, I was met with scorn. Oh, how I wish that I had listened to them. Uh, so why do you think that the other world bringers changed their mind eventually? Because we know that they ob- they apparently scorned him at first, but we know that they obviously like changed their minds they, later they on. Were, they were infected with the deepness. What are world bringers? Uh, so the world bringers, uh, based on what we've learned from the logbook and from Quan's notes, is basically like this council of terrorist philosophers uh, who were like the ones that kind of talk about this religion. We don't so have a lot of details world... on them, but we know Quan is part of the world bringers, I believe. So there's world bringers and there's keepers. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's been any world bringers from after the Ascension. I think they were the ones who, like, as I said, like, watched over this, like, prophecy. And then the Keepers are a separate terrorist thing that happened after the Ascension because they wanted to make sure the knowledge wasn't lost. Now that the so you're telling you the terrorist people up. have, like, all the types of fucking cults. <laughs> sure. I mean, they know the most about religion, so yeah. Well, I'm that's just one based alone, but yeah. <laughs> and that's just one big cult. Well, no, so. all the Keepers know about the religion. Sage just specializes in religions. Mm-hmm. Just like they, they all know each other. Later. Yeah, they all know everything. So that they can pass on the knowledge, or if like one of them dies. But like, they all specialize in something different as well. He doesn't know their own, right? No, that was the one thing they, that the Keepers don't have, is information on their own religion. Everything he has about it is from the logbook. I think that's like a huge part in it, Loki. The fact that they don't know about... Uh, their the original stuff, prophecy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, how does Says, like, I, like, I get it, it can be lost in time or whatever, but he's, like, a terrorist a keeper, like, based on religion and everything. I mean, that, that I mean, you should be asking, obviously, like, the, the first set of keepers, because, look, he, he's, like, a keeper from a thousand years after the Ascension. This knowledge has all been passed down to him. The All the keepers, when he became a keeper, didn't have this information so he obviously can't have it either, and he's been searching for it, but never found anything until the logbook. Yeah, so I'm assuming, like, it's hidden for a reason, you know? It's, Which is, yeah, like, literally, I think the from. only person who would have known anything about it was Roshek, but he's obviously dead now. He's <laughs> not dead, though. That's the thing. He's not no, he's dead. dead. I okay. believe he's dead. <laughs> as far as we are aware, he is dead. Nope, he's gonna come back. He's not dead. That's why I said, so as far as we're aware. Yeah. His yeah. melted form just starts, like... <laughs> Becoming solid all over and shit. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for a third army to come in and ma- murder the other two armies. Oh, the Kakaroks with the Kakarots, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, did you have any <laughs> thoughts on this epigraph, Mythic? Um, no, not really. I mean, right. Aside from the fact that he, I'm pretty sure an epigraph or two ago, he was saying that he didn't believe uh, Lendi was the... Uh, well, yeah, so he, he's saying originally, originally mm-hmm. when he thought Lendi was the Hero of Ages, he had gone to the World Burns and said, look, yeah. I have found the Hero of Ages! And they said, fuck you, no you didn't. And then later on, he's like, oh shit, I've made a mistake. And they're like, no, 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 he really is the Hero of Ages like you originally said. So like they've kind of switched positions. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So. 
Um, but yeah, so we start this chapter with Finn and Orisur as Finn uh, is asking Orisur if he's noticed mist coming earlier than normal. Orisur doesn't seem to think that it's strange, but says he will if Finn wishes him to find it strange, and that he'll believe what she wishes, which just makes Finn rub her head and drop the subject. Uh, Finn then moves to the topic of the imposter and how she needs to know more of the Chandra so that she can figure out who is one. Orisur tells Finn that the Chandra will be working under a contract and that there are no rogue Chandra who work without a contract. Did What's you believe that? Do you believe no, that there's not, not a single no. rogue I mean, Chandra? I, I, I believed it when the when we were originally when we originally uh read Told? this. Yeah. yeah. But then later when she commands him to do something and he just straight up goes no. I was like, all right, well, now I don't believe yeah. anything you say because that means you probably lie about shit. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I wanted to put all my trust in this dude too. Yeah, because he seems very trustworthy. Like, yeah, and he like it feels like he deserves it because he's getting like you know like fucked over by Vin and everything. But low key, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I definitely think I've come around to the fact that this dude is a dick, but he still doesn't get treated. He doesn't need to get treated like he does. So. I honestly, I honestly kind of like that he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> I, I like the kind of sassy Orisir. I, I I'm just waiting till we meet more Kondra. So the, yeah, this is the only Conjurer that, so... Yeah, so we can see how much of a dick the other ones are. <laughs> uh, also, so if you guys do believe that it's possible for there to be a rogue Conjurer, do you think the one that is being an imposter here is one, or do you think they're under a contract? I think they're rogue. Do you think they're rogue, like they're probably not working for Straff or Set, but just mm-hmm. doing something else? I think they're working for some evil god out there. You know? mm. That's my thought. What do you I think? still want to believe in god, so... <laughs> what do you think, Darkness? I think they're on contract. Okay. Who do you think they're on contract for? That's the issue. <laughs> that's, why, sure. that's why I just said rogue, because, you know, I, I couldn't answer that question. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't I don't have a specific person that I think they're in contract with. It could be, like, it could go any type of way. Either way. And yeah. a com- a, like, a whole completely unexpected turn of events that we just don't know about yet as well. So... <laughs> the Kakarot. Are you guys talking I about the that, but... Yeah, no, it's Kakarot's. No, it's the I don't. I don't know what that <laughs> it's is. Definitely, it's definitely the Kakarot. Uh, so next, Vin notes that since Chandra aren't allowed to kill humans, someone would have had to sneak in and kill the person, and then have the Chandra take the body. She notes that due to breeze, which I also don't believe. Which I also don't believe. So you think Chandra did kill, kill the, the person themselves? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure, from the way I remember it, it sounded more like they said that they couldn't be commanded to kill somebody. Yes, they're specifically said they they can't be commanded to kill someone. Yeah, I think Orisir so. also says they they would never kill someone. Like he he, I don't remember what the exact okay. is or anything, but he, he seems pretty all. he seems pretty convinced when he's talking to Vin here that like the conjurer would not have killed the person themselves. He's like, no no no, they it would have to have been someone else. I mean, he also seems very convinced that they couldn't be rogue. So that's what I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It might be in this situation where like like. Adamancers didn't know about the other fucking metals and shit. Like it could be like uh, where like didn't know they could do this, you know. Mm-hmm. And but but then I I am inclined to believe that they can't really kill a person like that because mm. because I feel like that would have been like more of a threat in general. Pretty big threat, and I mean, I'm not sure. Shapeshifters are a huge threat to any civilization because think about it this way, right? Even if they can't kill somebody, right? If you faked that. There was a shapeshifter in your midst. People would eventually get to the point where they would murder each other. Yeah, but it raised the like 
threat level if you could get killed by them and then get shifted into. I mean, he did get killed by somebody, though. Yeah, which is like, it gives a whole new chain of commands. Alright. So yeah, so she notes that due to Breeze being out of the city, it can't be him that is the Chondra, and Ellen also couldn't uh, be one because he was with her all day. Everyone else was alone for at least a while, though. Uh, Vin then brings up Allomancy, and Oracer says there are things that are that are not discussed with outsiders. He then asks if she commands him, and she says she doesn't want to command him to do anything, but also doesn't want to dissolve the contract. So he's kind of like, well, if you don't want to command me ever, we might as well just dissolve the contract. And she's like, no. <laughs> uh, eventually, Oracer explains that he has not been given a proper role by, uh, by becoming this dog, and he has not had to become anyone specific. So, why do you think that not having a proper role bothers Oracer so much? Do you think it's just the dog body or something more? I think he's goal-oriented. I think the whole I think, society is. I think he finds a sense of, like, self by, like, Being portraying a specific person. Yeah. <laughs> like, what that's what his world. nature That's what his nature is. Like, mm-hmm. it's what he's meant to be. And how the fuck do you portray a dog that needs to, like, you know, communicate and, like, the thing specifically when they don't originally do that. I just I find it funny that that sentence <laughs> find himself by becoming other people, <laughs> and that actually doesn't make uh like that doesn't like sound too wrong considering that everyone always takes like a piece of others mm-hmm. in order to see a if they piece, like. So yeah, Condor taking the whole thing. Yeah, because they're greedy, you know, like midnight. <laughs> wow. Like midnight. I mean, I mean, come on, midnight even said. Oh, we weren't doing this podcast, and then, you know... I never said that! You're fucking... I have evidence. <laughs> you it don't! Showed. You're gaslighting me! No, and I you... have evidence. You fucking edited that image. I didn't edit nothing! You edited the thing! It's shown in Discord. It says edited. Yeah, I did. I edited something else in it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The final thing that you can see there still says that we're doing the podcast. Because you edited. Mm, exactly. It wouldn't matter! Even if I had. Uh, you changed your mind all of a sudden oh God, after I called on. you out. I'm not dealing with the <laughs> gaslighting today. Um, so next been asked why Condra uh, hadn't been able to go near Inquisitors or the Lord Ruler. But this time Oracer refuses to eat uh, even a command to speak as it's in the contract. And Finn mentally notes that she needs to reread the contract. Yeah, I agree. Which honestly kind of fucking confused me. Like, why the fuck would you have somebody under a contract with you at all times with that amount of trust and not know what the fuck the contract says by heart? Yeah, I mean, she apparently has read the contract, but apparently she didn't pay too much attention to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have known everything. I would have. Yeah, like I would have fucking known every single detail about it. Like, I mean, we don't. Finn doesn't put too much emphasis into reading most days. That's true. You know, right? I'm more true. surprised when she actually started studying, so. <laughs> I was surprised by what she could do, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what impressed me more than her fucking skills as an elementary. I mean, we, we, we were told in the previous one that, uh, in the previous book, that Vin did learn to read. Like, Ring taught her to read and do a little bit of writing, mostly for, like, spying and, like, pretending to be people purposes. So, like, she mm-hmm. could pretend to be a noblewoman. Yeah, it gets brought up here. Yeah. Uh, so, Vin uh, eventually finds her mo- mind wandering to the Lord Ruler. She keeps thinking about Rashek, the deepness, and the Lord Ruler's final words about what he did for mankind. To distract herself, Vin asks Oracer what he loves and hates. He states that he doesn't wish to answer, and Vin doesn't force him to speak. She instead says she loves the mist, the power, and the freedom of it. She then feels, with her bronze, the same... 
The fuck? Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Something happened? Sorry. I think we're fine. I think we're good now? Okay. Um, okay, sorry about that, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, where was I? So, she, uh, she then feels with her bronze the same pulsing of allomancy that she had with the misphere previously. Wait, she, she, tell- she felt with her bra? With her bronze. <laughs> bronze! Oh. <laughs> she oh, tells- bronze, you know. She tells Orizer that she hates being afraid and then rushes off to find the Miss Spirit. Uh, so do you think Orizer will eventually open up more to Vin? Or no? No. I hope not. <laughs> I hope he stays sassy and an asshole, because that's how she treats him, so... I don't know, I feel like she's treating him a bit better. She uh, made him a dog, I don't think so. She literally is forcing answers out of him, I don't know about she's that. Especially... She didn't force him to say what his likes and dislikes are. I command you to do this. <laughs> the only reason she didn't force him to do that is because she saw a part of, like, you know, that same... Res- you know? You know what? We'll get there, if we haven't passed it, you know. Uh, I think I think we are kind of... I think I kind of... Yeah, that, that, was, that was the part that talked about that. Where she was like, oh. she, she saw herself. I thought you were going to ask a specific question about it, but you know? Not yeah, really. I, I mean, I, my... Um, my kind of who's hosting this podcast? My kind of seriously? question. You're not gonna ask a question about like, oh, like that is seven in his eyes. Like, do you think that's gonna like take a big part in like future well, action? That's why I was asking if Orisar was gonna open up to her more or not, because he like specifically Opening doesn't. Up question? Yeah. Not like, oh, like, um, do you think he's actually gonna act upon the betrayal or is she like no? No. I hope he betrays her. Uh, so, Vin then feels the misspirit in a building, and she jumps up through his third-story window and into an abandoned room. The misspirit is there, the mist shifting and spinning around it. From the room, it has a view to the roof where Vin and Orisar had been speaking. Which uh, which, is weird. Yeah, Vin's like, that's kind of <laughs> weird, because why does, like, a fucking misspirit need to, like, listen in on us from, like, this room across the street? Um, so Vin asks why it's been watching her, and the misspirit takes a step forward and then disappears. Suddenly, something cold, terrible, and real grabs her arm. A pain shoots through her head from her ear to her mind, and Vin yells out, but her voice fails, and she falls backwards out the window. So, what do you think about the fact that the Miss Spirit is able to touch Vin? He's trying to get his freaky on. What? Mm. <laughs> Damn, I want to see those hentais. Uh-uh! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Too bad we can't look up more shit, you know? No, you cannot. Vin and the Miss Spirit. Mm. Imagine first off, first off, you better say the same thing later when our little friend over here is starting to hit the fuck on Vin. Oh no, that's also gross. I fucking despise. I I fucking as soon as as soon as he was like, hate that. We're we're one of a kind. I was like, no, gross. I hate. I hate Zane so much. (laughs) He's he's gross. Not a fan. Oh my god! I mean, like, I'm only—I'm just picturing this man being like, fucking uh, How old, old shit, you know? He's probably no, not. He's, the... he's not old as shit. I think he's like. Man being... knows a lot for not being old. How old is he? I don't. Does it? T- I don't know if it. Probably t- mid thirties. I'm gonna need some info on this dude. Coppermine. My... He... I'm gonna need a picture of this dude. I don't, I don't think know we. About that. I actually don't think we ever get to know. I don't think it has his age listed here. That means he dies. Okay. Thank God. doesn't mean he dies. It just means that he's not important yep. enough that we that get his exact age. Dies. That I means he dies. That means he dies. I don't think that means he dies. I don't think we also have the exact age for many of the characters. 
We have, like, estimated ages. But we don't have an estimated age for he's, him? I believe he's supposed to be, like, a young man. I think he's supposed to be, like, late teens, early 20s. What? Kind of the same age as, oh. like, Vin and Ellen. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. I, when she saw when she's sitting here telling us about how he's so experienced in allomancy and all, I'm like, he's this man's old as fuck. No, I can I can send you a picture. All right, if he's that fucking yeah, young, you know what? That's not bad in my opinion. But I'd love to know whatever. what his looks like. Yeah, I can I can get a I believe this. What's what's this, what's the fuck? What's the what's Ellen? Is it Venture? Venture? I'm name? sorry. Is that him? Is that him? Really? Because I'm about to say fuck Ellen at this point. Right. Yeah. Looking fucking fire shit. Uh, uh, I can't. Here's, no. Here's no. Zane and You should not have sent that. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, now I'm on Zane's side. Right. Wow. <laughs> Just because you find him attractive, you suddenly fuck like Ellen. Zane. Yeah, fuck Ellen. Zane's actually. I would... Well, I mean, first off, I thought Zane was like an old ass man. So. Yeah, no, like, he's not an old the man. Way she talks, the way she talks about it, it's like he's like fucking, you know. She's so commenting scary. on his, like, allomancy skills, not specifically, like, like... You're experienced in allomancy at this, like, oh, Who are you, Vin? I would do allomancy dances with him any night. No, anyway. Right. Oh my gosh. Damn, alright, well, we just flipped our fucking judgment. <laughs> you, this fucking photo makes me, it's so gross to me. You. Let's <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep the... No. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so those are people's interpretations of uh, what Zane looks like based on the books. Okay. Uh, what's the father's last name? Or Ellen's last name, I guess? Ellen's last name is Venture. Venture. Venture? Why? Oh, okay. I keep... In my head, oh, I keep saying Venture. <laughs> yeah, because every time every time it, he gets brought up, all I can think of is, like, you know, Zane Venture, as in, like, you know, he's with the Venture person. Because he's been talking... He talks about that. I was like, oh, it's Zane Venture. <laughs> No, we don't. We don't know what his last he, name is. No, but then he makes hey, a comment about uh, Ellen being the only son, and I'm like, oh, never mind. It's not Jane Venture. <laughs> out of curiosity, um, do we ever know the first name of like what is it, the cousin that he wanted? Oh to yeah, he has a forward? nephew apparently that he wants to take over. We don't know. I don't think hmm. we know the name of the cousin. What if that's, that's probably him? Yeah, it's probably him. You think he's like Ellen's cousin? Don't you think Ellen I mean, would recognize him? But he hasn't seen him. We don't uh, know that. Oh wait, you're right. He does see him. Oh, you mean like in the yeah in the chat? No, he he meets him in the in the atrium. Yeah. <laughs> in my brain, I was thinking about like that part where Vin is like, I shouldn't tell him about him. You know? Yeah, right. Like I shouldn't tell him about him. I'm like, oh, you got a love affair going on? Okay. Uh, bro, that's gonna I know it's happening. Huh? It's gonna be a love triangle. If they're not related, you know, Zayn and Ellen, you know. Oh my god. Oh, and oh, Tangle. Oh, but... Zayn and Ellen. Mm. <laughs> And then that's why Vincent's bad and ends up being, like, the second coming of the Lord Ruler. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she goes crazy because Zayn takes Ellen from her. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, I if mean, you won't have Zane me, I'll take your husband. Well, I guess they're not yeah, right. married. She rejected that. He'll take your girlfriend, mistress, person. <laughs> mistress? That's what Wait, they call her. Remember? remember, that's what that's what all the it? people call Ben as his mistress because you he's know, not married. I... Did she reject it? Yeah, yeah, they say in, like, the oh. first episode that Finn, like, apparently turned down oh. Ellen's marriage proposal. I, know. I didn't know he turned, she turned it down. I thought it was just that it was proposed. No, she, she turned it down. Mm. Good. Good for her. <laughs> now she can go with Zane, you know? But... Oh, God. Uh, anyways, where were we? Um, awesome. We got uh, off Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the, the Miss Spirit. <laughs> hmm? To the very last. 
As if we got off on a huge tangent, even we though did. this doesn't even like, happen to the last chapter. Yeah, we got on a huge tangent about Zane. Zane's not even like in it yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, anyway, so with regards I mean, to the Miss Spirit, it, okay. um, I think one of you answered, but the other one didn't. Uh, what, what, what do you think about the fact that the Miss Spirit is able to touch Finn? I don't remember which of you answered. Uh, I mean, pretty cool. To be fair, it's implied that they can touch people, considering the. Yeah, he said he. He he killed in the book. It said the the person killed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it says um in the log book from the first book that I think it touched it either touched uh, a Lendy or like it got near him and he felt the cold as well. And then it also stabbed a guy. Yeah. It protected so, him or something like that. Im- imagine my theory about the mist being part of that, like you know, metallic pool or whatever. Right. So imagine like. Someone's so advanced that they can manipulate that, like the mist, and mm. just they're yeah, they're like either behind it all, like just like puppeteering that form. That'd be interesting. Make a make a make a mist doppelganger. <laughs> That'd be cool, bro. Like, so my second question about the mist spirit was, why do you think that her arm got so cold when touched? Because she talks about like how like super cold her arm gets, and it feels cold even after like she starts falling. Because it's a dead thing. I, mean, I still I still always have that thought that uh. It's like the past, well, the, the past chosen people. Yeah, well, the past chosen people are in trying general. to like coax her into yeah, because the Lendi saw it, are trying to coax the new uh, chosen one into doing whatever the prophecies foretells. Have we ever had any dis- like any uh, sort of description of what the deepness like? No, any sort of sense of nothing about the deepness we know about. It sucks. Yeah, but we're gonna get I'm... actually into that later because she asks um, Ellen about it later. But he doesn't even know though. Yeah, <laughs> which she's like frustrated. He's just like by. we have these pictures of when the Lord Ruler was here. <laughs> like, okay, man, believe the propaganda. We'll get into that uh, when we get to that part of darkness about the deepness more. If you want? Yeah, some tentacle monster. You know? Well, if uh, I don't know how to, can, can we get a picture of the deepness? Uh, <laughs> I'll see if I can Send find a picture of like screen. the statues or the stained glass window. You should have yeah. just set a black screen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the darkness, not the deepness. <laughs> I oh, feel here's like... here's a picture of like Vin dashing uh like a past the stained glass window of the Lord Ruler over the deepness that they talk about in the first book. Oh, it's just tentacles. tentacles. Yeah, it's tentacles. Okay, cool. Uh, so Vin flares tin then pewter before hitting the ground, and Oracer comes up to her, asking if she needs aid. Vin fears the mist mm. for a moment, but tells herself that she can't go back to fearing the mist as they're her freedom. She quickly hurries away from the building, not giving Oracer an explanation and him not asking for one. Uh, so we then switch to Ellen's point of view as he sits in his study with the crew members, worrying about who the imposter could be. Apparently, he had just gotten back from being in the library for two hours, gathering resource materials. He also notes that they need to switch the currency from Lord Ruler Imperials, which is apparently what boxings technically are called. They're just called boxings, I guess. That's like the common name. Uh, and then Ellen says that they should start working on the problem that the crew had already started discussing while he was gone in the library. They state that the two armies would likely try to starve them out, so their only choice is to choose which of the two armies to side with. They discuss who the best don't option... So don't side with either of them. <laughs> side uh, with the monsters that are coming. <laughs> they discuss who the best options would be with a general consensus of set and... Uh, general consensus of set, with Doxon briefly wondering if Straff would be more willing to work with them since Ellen is family. However, uh, when yeah, Ellen... Okay. Yeah, Ellen's just like, yeah, that's, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Uh, however, when Ellen asks how Set treats the Ska, which is apparently not well, Ellen states that they need to find a solution that is best for the people. 
So what do you I think agree. would be the, uh, who do you think would be the best to give the city over to based on the limited information we neither, have? Neither. Give the city to? Yeah, don't give the city to either one of them. I wouldn't give this, yeah, I wouldn't give the city to any of them. So you, you, you agree with Ella, not the crew here, that like, yes. neither Ella. option is good. Fuck them. Yeah. Also, out of curiosity, they did talk about like, I don't remember, this was like in the Facebook like way, way like long ago, but uh, they talk about the fucking creatures, right? The crocorocks or whatever they're called. Colos. There you go. Yeah. Uh, they talk about them, and I'm pretty sure they talk about it in a sense where, like, there's control over them. I believe they said that the Lord Ruler has control over them. And they are mainly on, like, the outskirts of the dominances, I believe. Like, which is, like... He didn't like to get them too close to, like, Luthadel and cities. Which is, like, okay, where are they now? And can you use them to help against them? You know, like, like the armies. Because if he he was in control, there's a way to control them then. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't understand why they're not trying to figure out how to use, like, the remaining parts of his army and just, like, you know. I mean, to be fair, like, I don't know how much do they even know about Kolos is the question, right? Well, they knew enough to know that they can fight for like, the Lord Ruler, and they definitely destroy everything around them, so they would be great in Battlefield. Unless they turn on you or something. Yeah, which which is like definitely why I was saying like there's a way to control them. So mm-hmm. I mean that's like my thing. Like I don't know why they're not looking into it, but okay. I don't know. We don't. They they've not brought them up, so we have no idea what their reasoning could be. So Ellen sets down his stack of books, accidentally knocking some onto Breeze's lap. Which Breeze is not. He like rolls his eyes or something. He's like, God, God damn it! Uh, and he opens up a book about grain. He mentions how hard it is to feed an army. However, Clubs mentions that both armies have access to canals. And Set also has access to the Lord Ruler's canneries. Ellen suggests disrupting the canals, which Doxon agrees with. So, were you surprised that they have canneries here? I, I debated googling what that was, and I gave up. So, yeah. a can a cannery is a place can. where you can goods, like yeah. to get canned mm-hmm. foods. Oh, I don't know. I, mean, like, I, I was always just like, isn't that like more advanced tech than like they have? <laughs> we're talking about a civilization that runs off of metal. It's true. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, you also have to think about that, like, a thousand years ago, their time, like, blacksmiths were things, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're, like, hella more advanced than we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know how much, like, Lord Ruler, like, because the Lord Ruler didn't allow a lot of stuff. He's like, I want, the, I want canned peaches. <laughs> Give me the canned peaches. <laughs> you can't have cars, but I will have canned peaches. Canned peaches. You can't have flying cars, but I want the peaches. Can't have motorized boats, but I will have my canned fruit. Don't you know, uh, uh, we can't have cars because of the ash. <laughs> yeah, they'll like, just get stuck. You need, like, basically snowmobiles that go over the ash. <laughs> Ashmobiles. No, clearly, clear, clearly he was worried about the pollution, you know? Oh, yes! Clearly. Clearly, because, you know, the sky's not dinge red and fucking... Gotta be worried about those greenhouse gases. <laughs> I think you're a little, it was a little late for that. <laughs> but yeah, so... The plants used to be green! <laughs> Until we got the canneries, then everything went wrong. <laughs> Why not purple My or blue? My canneries! I know, right? Why not purple or blue plants? Oh my god. I feel like they said that twice. Said it, I'm pretty sure Vin says that in the first book. Yeah. No. As soon as they said that, all they had but plants are blue and purple. <laughs> Well, I think they mean more like the stalks of the plants. Like, we get blue and purple flowers and stuff like that, but most mm-hmm. plants have, like, a green aspect of some sort. And theirs have a brown. Mm-hmm. 
They've got brown plants with some variations of like yellow to red. <laughs> They're just stuck in autumn. <laughs> Uh, so Ellen goes uh, into how, with there being three parties and not two, it's much more of a battle of politics similar to the House Wars. He says that they can try the riskier move of playing both sides to force the other two to fight each other, and then hopefully the one remaining would be weak enough to defeat on their own. As the men seem to consider this idea, Ellen thinks about how they're gamblers and don't uh, like to take the easy way out of situations. He's a bit worried about his inner circle being filled with thrill-seeking masochists, uh, but what else could he do? Um, so first of all, do you, do you agree with Ellen's plan? That his is the best suggestion uh, to yes. try and force them against oh, yes, each other and then take him out? <laughs> when they're weak, yep. What do you think, Darkness? Out, you of, agree? out of the rest, I think, yeah, that's <laughs> the best part, I guess. Um, no, I totally want to have a whole separate idea or anything like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, out of, the, out of the three, Darkness. <laughs> his, his idea, I think, definitely seems the best. Uh, and then also, I've won House mm-hmm. Wars already, so... <laughs> yeah, he's like, I already, like, survived a House War, I'm good. <laughs> uh, also, are you worried about how willing the group is to take such risky plans, or do you think it's better to have people like this? Because kind of Ellen was just like, I don't know about... These, these guys are thrill-seeking masochists. Ma- masochists. I can never say that word. Uh... <laughs> they are definitely masochistic, that is for sure. I like that there are multiple options, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the options. I don't yeah. like the ideas that come with them, you know? <laughs> but I mean, which one do you think is the best? Mine. <laughs> What's yours? Is this the Colossus one? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, sounds like a good plan. But I think it's going to come slaughter the two of them anyways. So once it's decided that they'll go forward with this, as it uh, as it at least gives them more time to think and plan, a knock comes to the door. Captain Demos Dan, uh, states that someone was listening in on their meeting and shows them the terrorist woman that Vin had pointed out at the assembly meeting earlier that day. Ellen asks what she expected to hear, but she ignores it and states to the room that she wishes to speak to the king alone, and the rest of them are excused. The terrorist woman mentions uh, Vin listening in, and Ellen notes that she must be a keeper, which she agrees, and also agrees that it is because of says that she is here. Ellen says the others are fine to leave, and they seem reluctant, but eventually go. Ham saying that they'll be right outside if he needs them. So, were you surprised to yeah, see okay. her again, spying on Ellen like this? No, I knew she was going to come up. I was surprised she was caught. <laughs> uh, I mean... Well, I mean, we find out br- right away in the next really chapter that she meant to get caught. <laughs> yeah. Man, she really but like, I got met in that instance. Yeah, in that instance, like, yeah. I, I, liked, I liked the... I liked when she came in and she was like, uh, uh, they're, they're like, well, we can't leave you here, just you two. And she's like, but the person's right outside. You the know, Mistborn's the Mistborn's outside. right outside. And they don't and even check. Right after, yeah. The, the, nobody was like, oh, let me go find out if she's actually there. You know, it was, they just Everyone just assumes she is. <laughs> yeah, they just took her word for it. I'm like, like I would have called her in immediately. Be like, hey, Ben, can like, you uh, come in, please? Yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, because she knows she's there, there's no point in like being out the window. Right. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, Ben, your cover's blown. Come on in. You know, like, Jesus. That nothing happens. No. You're like, I don't think Ben's there. Yeah. Then she's like, oh, yeah, she went out on patrol like a long time ago. That's why I chose to get caught. And I'm like, the other thing I thought about was the fact that, so we're, we're sitting here looking for this imposter constantly right now. Mm-hmm. And, I'm try- and I'm trying to think of all the different possibilities for an imposter. And when she asks... What was the guy's name? The fucking... Alendi? Is it Alendi? Is that the one thing's name? Alendi is the guy from the logbook. No. Okay, so what's the... Demo? What's the, is that the... No. The, that was the Captain. One who, was, who was the dog now? What's his name? Oh, Orser? Orser. 
Orser. Okay. So when she asks Orser about the fact that uh, can can they can Condra use Alamancy, and he says no. All I was thinking is okay, but that's Alamancy. What about Verakemi? Yeah, like, like, can they use Verakemi? Like, uh, like, if she was a kin thing, like, I, I thought that too, bro. When I as soon as she walked in, I was like, okay, she. I don't think she's the um the one we're looking for, right? And then I was like, but wait. She's but a terrorist. She She's was. posing as a terrorist person, right? And he said they can't use Alomancy, mm-hmm. but they didn't say they could. They couldn't use uh, uh, Karakami. You know, yeah. And I was just thinking, we also don't know what the other metals do for Karakamis. Mm-hmm. You know, a little uh, shape shifting action or something. Oh, uh, I don't know about the shape shifting part of it, but I mean, it could be pretty cool as a ferrochemist. Uh, what if ferrochemist? Uh, there's a metal that turns him into mystery. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty cool, actually. Interesting. I mean, they're not mysteries, but yeah, sure. I don't uh, know what the thing is. So this chapter's epigraph is, And yet, any who know me will realize that there was no chance I would give up so easily. Once I find something to investigate, I become dogged in my pursuit. Dogged. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what do you think would happen if Quan gave up? Would the Deepness have won, or would they have found the real Hero of Ages if there really was uh, a real one. They already found the real one. Well, no, I'm saying, so if back then, if, if Quan had never found Alendi, uh, what what do you think would have happened? Do you think they would have eventually the found Alendi? would have taken over, and they would have been dead, and nobody would have lived, you know? We don't even know the prophecy, do we? Not really. Not really, no. We have a lot of hints, but we don't really know it. Just somebody would come across and defeat the Deepness. That's, like, dumb, but okay. Pretty much, that's pretty much all we got. Somebody will one day come to, dis- to basically defeat the Deepness, um... Something about them use or maybe that was this chap these chapters. Something about them using the 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 well of ascension but not taking the power for themselves. Yeah. Um, and also them something about them being related to like a whole bunch of like different nations' kings or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch the hero of ages ultimately be uh, Ellen. <laughs> that would be cool as fuck, but I don't Actually he kinda fits it. Why? Because he's not like, thinking about himself most of the time. He's thinking about everyone and how to, like, you know, fix the place up. So if Ellen is the hero of ages, does that mean this chick, this girl that now came in is going to be the new Reshek? Or do you mean the new Quan? Reshek. You think she's going to kill Ellen? Yes. The thing is, the thing is, I'm just, I'm just saying, think about this big-ass, like, possibility right now, because mm-hmm. she's training him to become king. Uh-huh. That just gives it, like, a more solid, like, you know, possibility. To be fair, that... I, could, I could see how, like, the whole... Based on the, the fact that we don't really know the exact wording of the prophecy, I could kind of see how the being related to, like, all of di- sorts of different kings could be related to, like, well, she's giving him the knowledge of all these past kings, and thus he has the knowledge. Even if it's not, like, the, like that might be a different way to view, like, relation. There was a relation to kings from the prophecy thing? I literally just talked about that, like, 30 seconds ago. It's okay. We don't listen to you. <laughs> I I don't. I, mean, I, I I heard you say it, but I don't really. Don't listen. Listen. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> I'm thinking about the 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 hero of ages being related to all kings in all nations. Yeah, I mean, and they're they're kind of like um way to fit Alendi into that was the fact that he had many wives apparently, and they're like oh. They're from like all these different. His wives were from all these different places, so you could say he had a relationship. But that's like manipulation. Like, that's not even at, at that point. I don't even think he's like he wasn't meant to be. Regardless, well, that's what Quan says too. He doesn't think Alend- they were right about Alendi. He thinks that uh, they he was incorrect about it. And then he thinks, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I 
at this point, I think Alan fits the bigger picture more. Yeah, I feel like that's just especially if we consider, Alan, yeah. especially if we consider like I don't know if I should say that, but like the ancestral part of like you know their nobility. Yeah, from the little we know, I I feel like a lot of like I feel like considering how little we know, you could definitely fit a, several people in. But yeah, Alan definitely could be a candidate. That's that's one hundred percent for sure. Man, we know too little. To yeah. really make any actual assumptions. I will so. say you will get a lot more information about the prophecy before the end of the book. Good. So you'll actually will we get the I, actual I, prophecy or just more about I don't it? think we get like it word for word, but you get enough information that I because I did the all the epigraphs ahead of time. And so I do have mm-hmm. questions because there's like specific statements about who the what the hero age should be like. And so I do have throughout that questions where it's like, who are your like who do you think are possibilities for the hero of ages based on the, this information we've learned. It's fucking Spook. <laughs> I hope it's Spook. Spook is going to be the best candidate ever. No, never. Yeah. I think he's the fucking... It's actually Zane. That... Zane's the hero no. of ages. You can't say that because you actually know the ending. So. Or maybe it's Straff. Maybe Straff's the hero of ages. <clears throat> Straff then, <Jay>. Okay. <laughs> I think Straff dies in this book, so... Uh, anyway, so once the crew has left the room, the terrorist woman snaps the bonds on her wrists and tells Ellen she let herself be caught after Vin had left to do rounds. Ellen says he's <laughs> going to call the guards, but the terrorist woman says she could kill him before the guards arrive. <laughs> She's like, don't be stupid. Uh, so she then begins to circle... If I wanted to kill you, you'd already be dead. Yeah. She then begins to circle Ellen before telling him to stop slouching and to stop hedging with his language. She forces Ellen to stop slouching, and when Ellen complains, she again tells him to be forceful. Ellen then snaps at her, and she compliments him for it. The terrorist woman then introduces herself as Tindwill, a keeper of terrorists, and that she hadn't expected him to be so slovenly. She tells him that the assembly ignores his authority, the Scott don't trust him to protect them, and his friends make plans while he isn't in the room. She says instead of being inside reading, he should have been out with the people, and that he can take advice from her as her, as her specialty is bibliographies such as those of kings, emperors, and generals. So what do you think of Tindwill's specialty? It's like he's just a history buff, you know? Would you say darkness? It's biographies, not bibliographies, right? Biographies, not bibliographies. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I I wrote bibliography, but I, I yeah I think I think I wrote it down <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I was like, am I tripping? I think I just fucked up the word I wrote down, and I was just reading it, <laughs> not thinking yeah. about the actual word. Uh, but yeah, um, I thought it was cool. Also, kind of suspicious because I don't know um, the changes. Seem a little too that. Jessica got like one go, but you know, <laughs> I'm kind of worried how Vin's gonna take it. Oh, who's gonna take it? Vin. I mean, okay, we'll see. I mean, I thought she was, it was pretty nice that she was surprised about how he looked, so. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so then Tyndall says she will teach Ellen if she doesn't, uh, if she doesn't determine him to be a lost cause. Apparently, Sage had sent her a letter about Ellen a few months ago, although he hadn't specifically uh, asked her to come help him. She mentions that, like Ellen, Sayes could also be more forceful. Ellen then agrees to let her help him. Finn returns and asks how Tyndall knew she was there, which Tyndall just smiles and says Sayes had mentioned her and that they would have to speak soon. Tyndall also comments on the fact that they are an interesting couple. Then Tyndall says that she will retire for the night, and Ellen tells Ham to see her to some rooms, as she is a friend of Sayes. So what was your first uh, first impression of Tyndall? She doesn't approve of Vin and uh, Ellen being together. She doesn't. She smiled when she when she was talking to Vin. You're an interesting couple. I think she likes Vin more than Ellen, based on this first interaction. Oh, yeah. She's like, this is what you should be, Ellen. You should be Vin. I think everybody likes Vin more. <laughs> Vin is just better all around. This is gonna sound horrible. Oh no! But cancel darkness. 
I was just wondering if she was in the breeding program. <laughs> you know, actually, now that you say that, I didn't even think about that, but that's a really good question. You know what? It's never mind. Because it kind of makes sense with the whole... Hmm. kind of makes sense with Says, Right? That's his name? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking names are really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of made sense with him with like being basically castrated, but like, huh. Interesting. Yeah, we don't know much what happens to female terrorists. People, yeah, uh, yeah but I was wondering. That's because exactly we know that male, uh, the males get castrated and become manservants, but there's no mention of any female terrorist women ever. So, yeah, for all we know, the only female terrorist people are the in the breeding program. Unless because she's a ferrochemist, she was, like, sequestered away to be a keeper. Makes it even more suspect for me. I'm waiting until Says gets back and sees her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm hoping. She's gonna be like, who the and fuck are you and why are you here? Uh-huh, and then there'd be a whole fucking thing on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he pulls up, he's like, yeah, this is my sister. I mean, we don't know their ages. What if it's her, his mom? <laughs> <gasps> it's Mama Seized. Okay, mm-hmm. then. <laughs> Hopping out of that. Wait, do we have a picture of her? Uh, Tyndall? I can probably find a picture of her. I hate her fucking name, by the way. Tyndall? Why? What's wrong with Tyndall? I, I couldn't say it while I was reading. I, st- I don't think I could still say it right now. Luckily, I don't have to say anything. I just listen. Definitely. When she said, when she was correcting everything, I imagined her with, like, that fucking, uh, like, you know, that exact same hairstyle at the bottom. The very bottom. And, like, a, and like a fucking ruler in her hand or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smacking him every time he, you know, slouches. I'm kind yeah. of sad there isn't a picture of her and Ellen together. Oh, that sucks. I mean, I could find it if I looked. But... No. It's because she dies. Anyway. So we switch to Ven's point of view as she mentions not liking Tindwell, and Ellen says she is a terrible judge of character since Ellen is apparently the only person she's ever seemed to like at first. Uh, Ven asks how the meeting went and she, uh, says she thinks that they would find the plan exciting. She however notices that Ellen seems off and asks what's wrong. Ellen talks about how he worries that although the crew agreed to his plan, that theirs was the better one. He thinks that maybe their plan was risky, but his is even riskier. This man has some anxiety. <laughs> Finn's, goddamn yeah. therapist. Finn says that they fought the Lord Ruler, but Ellen states they had Kelsier back then, which is apparently something that comes up a lot, as Finn says, not this again. Apparently Vin, uh, sorry, eventually Vin just says that she doesn't like what would happen to Ellen if he had to give up Luthadel to set her straff, which makes Ellen call Vin wise and tell him that maybe he's the one with a bad judge of character. What are your thoughts on the fact that Ellen keeps comparing himself to Kelsier? That annoyed the fuck out of me, Loki. Like, like I get it. Like, you think, you think you're not, like, you can compare to him or whatever, but like, there's nothing you can do about it. So please, like, I think it doesn't on. help the fact yeah. that the crew keep bringing up Kelsier as well. They're like, oh, if only That's Kelsier true. was here. Like, I think everyone needs to fuck off for a bit, you know? <laughs> okay. Because he's probably spent a year being told, like, oh, I wish Kelsier was here. Kelsier would know what to do in this situation. And he's like, damn, they really wish I wasn't the one here. Kelsier was. I gotta I mean... be more like Kelsier. Think about it, though. This man, Kelsier, actually knew what he was doing. You know, I don't think like, Kelsier would have been as good a king as Ellen. I feel like Ellen's a better king. I don't know about king, but yeah. Definitely think he would have been better leader. He might have had better plans for like this specific situation, but I think day-to-day like running a kingdom, Ellen's going to be yeah, way better. In general. Yeah, Kel- Kelsier would be good like a visor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so much a good like king. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of why I'm hoping that she isn't as... If- as much of a bad person as I'm thinking she's going to be. Mm. Uh, because she also seems like she'd be a very good advisor on certain things. Yeah. 
Which, if she she's to be believed, that's why Sazed probably uh, mm -hmm. messaged her. Uh, Ellen then asks about her rounds, and she lies and says they were uneventful since last time she mentioned the Mist Spirit, Ellen had thought that she was seeing things. Finn then mentions that she is worried about things other than the army, such as what the Lord Ruler said before he died. Uh, so do you think Finn should have brought up the Mist Spirit to Ellen? No. No? Because, yes. oh, like she said, he thought she, it was crazy. Oh, this time it like touched he... her, though. I feel like that's less likely to be a stress symptom. Because he's like, last time he was like, oh, thing. you just saw here's something. The, here's the thing, right? Stress comes in a lot of forms, and mm -hmm. you could for sure be stressed and then feel something. And mm -hmm. then... And Constituted to the bat. So. Not only that, but we also don't know how elementers would technically deal with it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, what if she's doing it to herself without even realizing it? Yeah. Mm. It's a manifestation of herself. Which, by the way, I don't think is the case. I think this is all real. And obviously, she should have, you know, she should have said something, but. Uh, From yeah. Ellen's point of view, you're saying. Mm. Basically, is, yeah. All right. Uh, so then then asks. Oh, sorry, go on. I mean, I, I, you're good. I was going to say, like, I mean, when you're, when you're stressed as a kid, and your, I don't know if your parent ever told you, you know, that like if you uh, cry enough, you'll make yourself sick. I don't think no? so. I, don't. Uh, I was told yeah. that. I was told that quite a lot. But your brain does was, a lot of things like that. So I was told if uh, if you keep crying, I'll give you something good to cry about. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> that one too before. But... I've heard that one. Yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> but yeah, our traumatic past. You know. <laughs> uh... uh, go on. So, Vin then asks Ellen what he learned from religion about the deepness, and so it was forbidden for Scott to learn of religion. Ellen mentions that even though nobles were allowed to learn religion, it wasn't encouraged. He says that mostly it just, they just taught the nobles that they were favored because of their ancestors uh, who, stro uh, who supported the Lord Ruler before he ascended. Ellen asks why Vin isn't bothered by the fact that nobles had more, and Vin just shrugs and says she doesn't care where nobles got things. She was... Uh, as long as she was able to steal them. Same with the other thieves stealing from her, not caring where she got her food. Ellen says the authors, uh, the philosophy offers, authors that he uh, reads of would be frustrated with her, <laughs> her mm. response. Uh, so Vin then asks about the deepness again, and Ellen just says that it was some sort of creature that tried to destroy the world, and that there are statues around of it, but that the only true person who would know is dead. Ben mentions she's worried about it coming back, and Ellen says that he hasn't heard of any evil, rampa evil rampaging creature roaming the land. So why do you think yeah. there's so little information on the deepness? Because, I mean, you bury it in history. To be fair, he had a thousand years to fucking yeah. cover it. I mean, he definitely didn't defeat it, that's for sure. And I'm pretty sure, as the Lord Ruler said, um, every, like, noble and whatever had, like, hundreds of years to take care of each other by killing each other, you know? Like, house wars wipe them out or whatever. Yeah, he would, like, kind of, like, if they started getting too large in number, he would just let them have a house war, and then they would, like, get their numbers back down. Because the whole point was, like, the nobles had a small population, and then the Ska were a giant population to be the workforce. Which is exactly what the Keepers are hitting, considering that, you know, information is, like, so high-valued here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Lord Ruler and the, the Steel Ministry would pretty much decide what could get out to the public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Vinland thinks about how Rashik hadn't given up the power to let it defeat the deepness, uh, and wonders if that means the deepness was never truly defeated. Vinland brings up the color of the plants and sun, and Ellen is confused hearing about the yellow sun and green plants from before the ascension. Yeah, why not purple and blue? Yeah. <laughs> he says the deepness may have had something to do with that, but it isn't sure. 
Ben then thinks about whether the Well of Ascension is still up north in the mountains. Uh, Ellen then asks whether she learned anything from Orisir, and Ben mentions how emotional allomancy doesn't affect Chandra and how Chandra can't use allomancy. She notes that she can use it to test Ham and Spook, but that normal people will be harder to figure out. Ben also mm -hmm. keeps herself from testing Ellen, knowing that she'd, ra uh, she'd rather trust him and be wrong than distrust him. And she kind of has a moment where she's like, oh, I finally kind of understand Kelsier what? a bit more. Kelsier? So you always gotta bring it back to Kelsier. <laughs> oh my god, that bitch is dead. He's been dead for like the whole book. <laughs> He's been dead for a year, apparently. And you're still fucking obsessed about him. Uh, Ellen then mentioned... Midnight, drop it. Ellen mentions that he doesn't think it's any of the crew members, but Ben thinks that he's too trusting and doesn't know the capabilities of Conjure well enough. Ellen gives uh, Ben a kiss and leaves. Ben glances over at the window she left partially open in the mist outside, saying aloud that she won't fear it and that she will find it secret. Uh, so do you think Ellen and Ben will be able to find the imposter? I hope so. Hmm. You know, I don't know why they're doing that shit, because at this point I would have gathered them up and I would have fucking started flaring my shit at them. My question is, why don't they bring Breeze into this? Like right away, considering they they're like ninety nine percent sure he's not the Contra. I feel like it'd be good to have like an extra person who's known these people a lot longer than Vin has. You know, I was thinking that too, but I was thinking more on the like allomantic sort of thing. The, the emotional allomancy, where he's like super good with it. Yeah, but then I was I was like, nah, like Vin she could do it herself, but she's not doing it herself, which is pissing me the fuck off. So, but she know. also has like other things, like she's like. She's like constantly like on guard. Like what? And cheating on Island with that stupid freaking little. Mm. I just feel like anyway. it'd be good to like bring Breeze in, and then you have Breeze can like test Ham and Spook, and then you can bring them in on it. When it's yeah, and the crew's probably gonna interact with each other without her around. So. Right, like you can't be around them twenty four seven. The biggest issue Whatever. is gonna be Doxon, because Doxon isn't an Alamancer. He's gonna be the hardest to prove from the group. No, it's not. You can just influence his emotions, bro. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, right? If you if you removed everybody else, though, it would leave Doxon, and that would be the only person that it could be. Well, they also say, though, that like it could be like a servant. Like, they're not 100% sure it's going to be an immediate crew member. It's just the most likely. I, 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 <laughs> I can't even, bro. Like, this... You guys are, like, if they can use Alomancy, like, they're, like, you know, bet, right? Whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking more, like, influencer emotions, like, do some shit that will get a reaction, you know? But, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, Darkness, but they did state the fact that they're also very good at pretending on certain things. You know? The thing is, if they're influencing their emotions, they know the crew reacts. Yeah, I feel that, like you should do, like, a really strong push, because you don't have to be subtle That's what I'm it. saying. And if they react, they're either going to react the fact, like, the way we're like, oh, why the fuck are you doing this to my emotions right now? Bitch, or, like, no. they're gonna actually, like, react the way they're supposed to with the emotions. Now, if it's the actual conjure, they won't feel shit. They won't even know they're getting, you know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's a yeah. way to single them out, and I don't know why they're not trying to do it. Well, I mean, it's the same reason that they didn't do a lot of shit in the first book, so. Like, why wouldn't you take the uh, 11th medal and show it to, say... Yeah, this stresses me out so much, because there's so many ways out, and they're not taking them. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, though, when you have a, a problem a lot of times in life, you also don't think of some of the good some of the ways that other people might think of. So she, But she literally asks like for we're looking, we're looking, Yeah, but we're looking at an outside perspective versus, you know, like them That's being true. the inside. It's also person. probably only been like an hour or two since she learned about the Alamancy stuff at this point. At this point. At this point in the chapter, yes. 
Like, I know you're talking about, like, probably the next chapter and stuff, but at that point, I think it's only been, like, a day. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. So maybe they will, Darkness. Yeah, maybe they will go out there and just start rioting people and see who doesn't. I would have been done that shit by then. <laughs> anyway, so chapter 15's epigraph uh, is, I had determined that Elendi was the hero of ages, and I intended to prove it. I should have bowed before the will of the others. I should have insist—I shouldn't have insisted on traveling with Elendi to witness his journeys. It was inevitable that Elendi himself would find out what I believed him to be. How do you think the fact that, like, it sounds like Elendi figured out that Quan believed him be- to be the hero of ages, how do you think that probably affected what Elendi was doing and, like, his insistence on then being the hero of ages? I mean, when you think you have a path in life, you try to follow it, so I don't know. Like he should, it was a good thing for him to know that you thought that. Well, the thing is, considering That's he kind of wasn't the hero of ages, apparently, based on what Quan thinks, apparently. like it apparently. probably wasn't. Okay. It might not have been the best that he learned. Well, what if the deepness was fucking with what's his fuck's head? Quan. You know? Yeah, whatever. Mm. You know, and it's uh, possible. Was telling him that he wasn't the hero of ages, even though he really is. You know. Uh. So yeah. Don't know anything thoughts? about the deepness, so he can't figure that out. Do you have any other thoughts, Darkness? I'm just still trying to figure out why the fuck he wrote that shit in metal. Because the, the, the very first epigraph, trusted. anything not written in metal cannot be trusted. Yeah. Uh, but why? I don't because know. Because metal can be trusted. It really can't. <laughs> With all these elementers and ferrochemists around, I wouldn't have trusted this shit in metal before. I mean, it probably wouldn't have lasted so long if it hadn't been written in metal. And then I wouldn't have to have, I wouldn't have Saze's voice in my ears every time they read one. <laughs> Uh, so we then have Say's point of view for this chapter, and it's eight days after he and Marsh had left the conventicle. And Marsh isn't there. Yeah, when Say's wakes up, Marsh isn't there. At first, Say's follows the footsteps. I love this part. (laughs) At first, Say's follows the footsteps in the ash, but eventually he loses them and goes back to the camp. He cuts himself some soup. No Marsh. And he washes his traveling robes. No Marsh. Uh, he sews a tear on his sleeve, oils his walking boots, and shaves his head. No Marsh. And then he works on the transcription, uh, of the rubbing for a bit. No, Marsh. <laughs> so where do you think Marsh went, mm-hmm. and do you think he'll be back? Marsh is dead. I think Marsh is dead? He, like, wandered off and just died? No, I think Marsh killed himself. Interesting. I think he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't deal with the guilt. I think Marsh is looking for his brethren. I think he's looking for the other Inquisitors? Yeah. He's trying to make a fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to party the conventicle, and they were all gone. <laughs> no, but I do feel like he went to party. Says it's kind of a buzzkill. <laughs> What do you mean? He has all types of party chicks. <laughs> I think like all of those get real old real fast. <laughs> I'm sure he does, yeah. <laughs> I just thought, imagine like if you're a fair coast in this day and age and you just like make yourself age up so that you like for like parties so you can like buy alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be pretty neat. But here's a, here's the other thing I liked because kind of because like my life um Later, when he sh- he uses the thing for uh, his senses or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and he's like, I-, I thought it was really cool where he could like heighten it, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's true. If he takes it away, it also it would lower it. Yeah, if he starts so storing you're, you're benefiting. You're benefiting in either sort. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same. I feel like a lot of them are like that, which is really cool. Yeah, I feel like uh, also a like random modern day solution to like. Being a fair chemist, the healing one, you can make yourself sick. So you call mm-hmm. into work sounding all stuffed up and horrible. <laughs> then you Bruh, can take the day off. That's what you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't see another that, use for being sick. Point. I mean, at some point, though, that also becomes a problem because, you know, you kind of need money in today's society. 
I was days. thinking more along the like soldier or like police route, where like you make yourself sick and then like you can heal faster if things go wrong like yeah. while you're working. Uh, but you know. Well, I mean, we were talking about like good uses of the opposite one. That's just normally storing to use healing as it's intended. Mm-hmm. I was talking about yeah. using the sickness part of it. Yeah, like because they both have, like, but then you can unlike also... Alamancy, they both have it has a benefit for both sides. Yeah, because like Alamancy only has the one it has use. That's it. You don't have anything like you know that makes it so uh, it's the opposite. You know? Like if mm-hmm. like if swallowing it made it like you know it made it had a effect itself it doesn't. I'm still I'm still on this big train that the uh, whole Seal Inquisitors are a whole different sect of shit. So mm. also Between like the whole weight one, I feel like the weight ones also can be like a good like. Oh yeah. Either way, like yeah, like you make yourself heavy. light to like float down, but then you can make yourself heavy to like break down doors or something. Or hold people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just lay on top of somebody and make your weight fucking heavy as shit. <laughs> like I mean, it's I think Farrakhami is just underrated. It's Honestly, Farrakhami, in my as I've said, like I feel like it's the most useful on like mm-hmm. in a real life situation. Farrakhami would be like the best of any of Sanderson's powers, except like maybe breath, just because then you can like live forever. But it's hard to get a hold of. Wait, I mean, we already have breasts in real life. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like your your breasts do not make you any oh better than gosh. anybody else here. Okay. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Uh, so Sage eventually leaves, feeling an urgency to show what he had found and see Vin and Elland. He thinks that I mean, Marsh. I feel like it'll only help you on OnlyFans, so. Wow. <laughs> he thinks that Marsh will eventually catch up. We then skip some time to Sage overlooking the village of. I don't know. I'm not 100% how to say this name. Ur- Urban? Urbine? Do you remember how they said it in the audiobook mythic? I don't. Okay. What chapter are we on, real quick? Uh, chapter oh. 15. Is this like. Do you know how far in it's know, like right pretty close to the beginning it's sort of like just like beginning okay the name that. of the, the uh, you, you can keep going and I'll find it. yeah uh which he learns about from his geography copper mind he notes that he that taking memories out of his copper mind causes them to degrade and eventually he'll have to rememorize the contents of his copper mines he also has a second set of copper mines hidden up in terra so he can pass on knowledge whereas his current copper mines are for daily use so what did you think about this information about copper mines about how they degrade and how he has like that second set for like I like it. It's such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "That's just insane that you have like knowledge that just you know you could continuously tap into, like you'd never forget anything." I, I liked, I liked that there was a downside to continuously like trying them. Mm-hmm. I also like the fact that he has like duplicates of each thing. Mm-hmm. That was pretty neat too. All right. yeah. You said fifteen, correct? Yeah, chapter fifteen. It's like pretty right quickly. On, yeah. Can you can you can you say what you thought it was again? Ur- urban or urbine? Okay. What did you think, Darkness, about the copper mines information? I think um, I'm not entirely useful. Wait, is this the city little... name? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so ahead. they're a little hard to uh, keep up with, in my opinion. <laughs> I just it's mm, something I'm gonna have to like think things through and see more of in order to you know. Yeah, I don't. Know. I like, feel like I mean, the copper mines are like super cool. Yeah, I mean like. Farrakhami in general is cool. Yeah. Or Bene. Or Bene, okay. That's how it said, or Bene. Or Bene, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I w- okay. That was not Ur-Bene. one of the options I would have thought it was. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't see what they're spelled like, so, you It's know. U-R-B-E-N-E. It's still kind of, I can, I can see it the way he says it, you know. 
Yeah. Even though the way his pronunciation, it sounds like it's or bene, but mm. I can see it. No. Uh, it could be er bene, you know, with yeah. a U. Er. It's er b. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like like you said before, uh, and apparently has, uh, he said as well, like the names in this can be interpreted any way you want. Yeah, Sanderson always says, like, you can pretty much pronounce names uh-huh. any way you want because it's a fantasy book. Yep. He's like, there's yeah. my preferred way, and there's like, the, and like the way the audiobooks say yeah. it, but like, I'm, technically. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping the, the audiobooks are going by his preferred way. But, I believe I mean, they are, because they, they, they call Kelsier Kelsier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he says, like, yeah, Kelsier is his preferred way of saying it, but technically, based on the fact that it's based on French, it should be Kelsier. Mm-hmm. He likes the way Kelsier yeah, they, sounds. They, yeah, that's definitely Kelsier. Was... Imagine he gets a hold of how I call everyone. Oh my god! Just said Brandon a like a list of like. List. Oh my I god! Mean... If we ever get like really dedicated fans, we need someone to go through and like get all of your weird pronunciations for names and make them into like a compilation. I, mean, I could do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a dedicated fan or anything, but I could do that. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, so Asayus goes down towards or Bene. Uh, Wait, he's going down? Or, so he goes uh, towards, towards Yeah, I know, right? Who is he going down on? Oh my gosh. Uh, he notes that there's goats wandering around by themselves. He finds this odd oh. and quickens his pace, noticing no activity in the village, and eventually smelling the scent of rotting bodies. Even mm-hmm. As he gets even closer, he begins to smell human waste as well, and begins filling his tin mind so that his sense of smell is dulled. Uh, which, which yeah, is I agree. It's like such a great, like so good. I mean, I live with that first off, where I am always completely. I have like no sense of smell. So. Yeah, I have a friend who also has like an issue with their sense of smell, where they can like barely smell anything. Plus, uh, it's I, super I strong. I can't. I can. I can literally not smell anything. Damn. We've tried. We've tried. Believe me. Some of the <laughs> worst, <laughs> worst things. Yeah, I've got really sensitive smell to darkness. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so once he gets to the hovels, he sees bodies piled up outside the doors, at least half mm-hmm. a dozen outside each door. Sazed could find no cause of death and know that the bodies were at least several days old. He opens the door to one of the hovels, and even his dulled sense of smell couldn't completely hide the strong scent that was inside. He Which sees... is crazy. Yeah, he sees bodies huddled in corners and against walls, covered in thin blankets and obviously dead from starvation and dehydration. Sazed goes from hovel to hovel, seeing the same sights, as the first, uh, one even having gnawed human bones inside. None of the bodies had wounds. Sayus feels he must be wrong about how they died, as they seem to have plenty of food. He thinks that there may possibly have been a plague, and the survivors fled without taking anything with them. So, before you had run any further, what did you think was happening to these people? The deepness. Yeah. I still think that, even after we know what they did. Yeah, I know. I mean, we get a more specific thing, but I was just saying, like... Yeah. Before I mean, we knew spe- more specifically what happened. Yeah, but like that's literally what I thought. And my <laughs> my thought my thought process was like, okay, if it's something like deepness related, I know there's like mis uh correlation to that. Um, I was also thinking like, what if it's like the fucking shape that Vin is seeing or whatever, mm. and if they're stabbing people and shit. I think you <laughs> like wounds though. If no, but I was thinking like, did they say that they saw a wound? I no. think it says that the Miss Spirit uses like an actual dagger. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the logbook. an actual one. Yeah, like yeah, yeah like he pick like the spirit picks up a dagger and stabs a guy. Okay, that I didn't know. I thought it was I'm, like I'm a... pretty sure that it's not like a mist dagger. It's like an actual dagger. Really? I, I, I thought I thought they said. I thought they said it shaped like it shaped the form of a dagger or whatever. 
I thought they yeah, said he picked that's, up that's a dagger good. and stabbed him. I mean, it's possible. Because I thought that's how uh, Alendi says he knows that the Mist Spirit can touch things, is he's like, oh shit, it can pick up a dagger. I thought it was because he stabbed someone and by doing that know. he touched it, them. It could be either. I, I might be wrong. I apologize if I'm wrong. I, but I, mean, I, was, way, I mean, you were wrong about fucking, you know, uh, electro. Uh, metal. The metal. Yeah, yeah electro. we both thought about that. But no, but uh, I was going along the fact that, like, Maybe, like, you know, they shaped it or whatever, and they were able to, like, stab it. Uh, if, if that's the case, I don't think there would be, like... A wound. Yeah, and it would be more like, a, oh, they're dying. Because mm-hmm. they stabbed something not, like... How do you say that? This is gonna... It's gonna get fucked up because of my uh, accent, but, uh, like, cor- corporeal... Corporeal? Oh, corporeal. <laughs> corporeal. Yeah. It's not gonna get fucked up because your accent It's fucked up because you just don't know that word. <laughs> I do know it. I just don't know how to say it in English. Mm. Can you say the opposite of that? Was tangible? Okay, just making sure you could say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were gonna say tangerine or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So then, Zayst hears a noise. He uses his tin mind to enhance his hearing and hurries into the hovel with the gnawed human bo- bones and finds a single man alive. He places a hand on the shoulder of the man, and the man's eyes snap open. Zayst says he has a friend and has food, but the man says they ate all the food except for the food. And glances at the gnawed bones. The man states that the mist had come during the day and had stayed for weeks. Sazed is so shocked he swears by the Lord Ruler's name in his head. He doesn't understand how the fear, the scoff, feel of the mist could cause him to stay until they starved, though. The man then explains that the mist killed people who tried to go outside, although some survived and tried to call to them to come out as well. So, uh, first of all, what are your thoughts on the mist staying for so long without dissipating during the day? Well, it's the cause. It's what, what I thought, like, you know, like, it's part of, like, either an effect of it happening, or it's the cause of it happening. Which we didn't know by the time, like, you know, by that time. Anyways, uh, Mythic, what do you think about the mist staying for, like, weeks? Okay, so, so it's a, it's a, it's a theory I have, mm-hmm. right, that if, let's say, let's say we're right that, uh, Rashek didn't actually kill Lendi and he, like, imprisoned him or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe because Elendi is actually a bad person. Mm. Um, actually, I, I 100% started to believe that, that line of thought when, uh, what was, when, whatever this dude, what's that dude's name? The dude that's now Quan. writing the fucking things. Quan. Yeah, Quan, when Quan was talking about how, like, um, he, he seems to, I don't know, he just seems like he's talking about him as if he was, like, almost a bad person. Um, a lot of times, like he he convinced people to believe who he that he was this uh, chosen person and all that, um, mm-hmm. and then it made me think, okay, well maybe Rashek then also is a not the best of people, but like was a better person, you know. Um, and then if he imprisoned him, like he couldn't kill him for some reason, and he imprisoned him, maybe now uh, Alendi is trying to like uh, sort like fight back. And without without the Lord Ruler or Rashek there to like stop him, he's able to like manipulate the the mist and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that made me think about the whole thing of maybe he manipulates the mist so that he can see Vin as well. So, Interesting. I think it's a Lindy. It's basically short short version long. Mm-hmm. I think a Lindy's somehow manipulating the mist to kill people. Okay. Or. Or actually, I think my real thought was that he's trying to manipulate the mist in order to create like a body or something for himself to release mm. him from whatever the binds are. You know, like he's 
he's trying to find a worthy body that he can possess for however long to basically come get him wherever he is in prison then. Yeah. Uh, so my next question was, what do you think about how many people were being killed by the mist? Because there was like at least a half lot. a dozen bodies, they say, at each yeah, doorway. Well, I mean, the mist I mean, is big, so it wouldn't be that hard to kill a bunch of people. Do you think there was a reason that some people died and some people didn't? Yeah, they tried to take them over. They, they, they weren't worthy of the mist, you know, kind of idea. Like, you know, he's, like either he's trying to find a body or he needs to kill a bunch of people until he gets... Mm. I don't know, a blood sacrifice thing going or something, you know? What do you think, Darkness? I think I mean, Darkness. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is this... I, I, I'm wondering if... Uh, this whole time that there's been, like, dead bodies and this happening, like, ever since we first saw it in the beginning, I was wondering what the, like, common thing they have is. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it seems to be happening only to Ska so far that we know. So, like, what, you know, what's considered, like... Is that true? Well, we've oh, only seen two I've instances seen? now. We've seen the one guy at the other village when Marsh picked him up, and now we've seen like a whole bunch of people at this village. We've not seen any other instances, and I don't think there were nobles in any either of the villages, so we don't know if it's like just targeted specific villages and they just happen to all be ska, or if. Well, that to is be fair, relation. we don't even see the like this happening or any sort of mention of it in like Lucidel or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. Like, it's it's only happened in like these two towns as far as we're aware so far. Okay, wait. How how close are the towns to the city? Um, I think we should be able to find them on the map. Um, so there's Luthadel. Should show somewhere. Do you remember what the first town was called? I don't. I'm just wondering if it's like it's starting from a point, like it's like you know, Let me pushing see if I can towards find the city. It. Wonder if it's getting closer and closer to the city. Is all. It was a sage chapter. I think it was like in the first episode. It's in the Eastern Dominance. I think they just say it's in the Eastern Dominance. I don't see anything about the name of the town. Gotcha. But both were in the Eastern Dominance because he was still in the Eastern Dominance, I believe. Gotcha. I was just wondering if it was like, um, you know, like a town was th- one town was further out. This town was clo- getting closer to the city, kind of idea, you know. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa, either way. Like, because this could have been. Because the other one was more like it was only it only attacked one person, and then this was like it attacked an entire town. So it could be that it's right, you know, it it started it started here and got you know as it was getting further. It's you're only seeing the small effects at the moment until it mm-hmm. gets you know more powerful as it gets closer. Kind okay, of idea, so if it was the map so. the map does have the conventicle of Saran and Urban on it, but I don't. Mm-hmm. There's another town kind of close. Does it have the Well of Ascension on it? Uh, no, the Well of Ascension. I don't believe is oh, on. Okay. Because that's where I think he's at. I think he was in prison in the Well of Ascension. Uh, the Well of Ascension, based on what we know about it, would be in the Terrace Dominance, which is in the north. Which Urban and the Conventicle uh, are like... Are in the south? They're pretty much south, even though they're technically in the Eastern Dominance. Uh, they're very far away. Interesting, okay. It's like basically on the opposite side of the map. <laughs> mm. Gosh. Which, okay. honestly, kind of makes sense that they're getting attacked first. You think it's like making its way to the well or something? Yeah, because yeah, considering, yeah. considering the fact that the well of ascension is quote unquote what's supposed to help the fucking what's his name stop the deepness. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's do you think maybe he was like trapped like on the opposite end of the continent and then mm. he's or, like or 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 he's not even going on my off my thought and he's gonna yeah he's I was gonna 
The deep was... is moving its way upwards to try to get to the well of ascension. Mm. You know? Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. Instead of what I'm thinking of, like the deepness, like him controlling the deepness or something to that extent. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Instead of that, he's saying like the deepness is its own entity. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So suddenly the man grabs a rotting arm to eat, but stops and drop it. Drops it when Says touches the man's arm. Uh. So yeah, he was gonna. Apparently, he's been cannibalizing the dead corpses, which is how he's the only one alive. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> uh. Says, I mean, wouldn't you? I don't I mean, think so. I think would, I would have probably tried to escape. Uh, and you would have been one of those dead ass. I would have either been one of the people who died or one of the people who ran off. I'll be right back. Okay. Not with those short ass legs. Well, I mean, if you're not dying to the mist, I can I can run off without being fast. You're like as lo- as long as I'm faster than someone else. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Says goes to leave, but then decides to tap his pewter mind and forces the man outside. Once outside and not in the mist, the man scrambles off down the path. Says then grabs his pack and puts on his steel mine so that he can run very quickly as he feels he needs to get to Luthadel. Uh, so what do you think will happen when Says comes back to Luthadel with this information? Well, Vin is definitely going to get interesting considering the things she's been experiencing with the Miz. Yeah, because she already says she thinks the Miz are coming earlier. I hope she tells Ellen. And maybe it'll spark a little quest, you know, to the Well of Ascension. The book is called The Well of Ascension. Who knows? No way. I thought it was Mistborn. <laughs> uh, so what do you think will happen when Says comes back to Luthadel with his information? Well, hopefully he sees uh, this chick that said that, you know, she came because of him and realizes that's not, you know, and they all realize it's not somebody that he knows. But if it is someone he knows? Well, I, it's still a possibility that it could be a conjurer, but... <laughs> They're gonna get married. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're going to chapter 16. Uh... So the epigraph is, yes, he was the one who fueled the rumors after that. I could never have done what he did, convincing and persuading the world that he was indeed the hero. I don't know if he believed it, but he made others think that he must be the one. So why do you think Alendi went around trying to get people to believe he was the hero of Aegis? He's a bad person. He wanted to find the will of ascension for his own gains. I believe that he believed that he was the actual yeah, I mean, I I agree with Darkness. I think he he literally is going around being like, "Hey guys, did you hear? I'm the you know I'm the hero. I'm the hero here to help you. You know." And like I I think at some point you know he believed himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually I don't. I mean, based on the logbook, like he did believe that he was the hero of ages. Yep. But he could. I mean, you can write anything in a logbook. So. I mean, why Remember, would you lie to yourself trust, in a logbook? Don't trust things that aren't the written same reason you lie to yourself to make sure as, that you as, know. That's yeah. true, darkness. We shouldn't trust things that aren't written in metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start the chapter with Vin. I like on the how floor. darkness is the one that brought that up. Though. <laughs> uh, so we start the chapter with Vin on the floor for quarters, with the pages of the Hero of Ages logbook all over the floor. She was piling the pages into stacks based on the content. Orgister is in the room as well, watching uh, while being bored and stating that he wishes to know what is happening around him. Finn reminds Orgister that this is the logbook of the Hero of Ages, whom Rashik killed to become the Lord Ruler. She's like, don't you remember? Fucking the book we got? <laughs> uh, Orgister asks what she's looking for in the pages since the no, Lord Ruler... No, I have Ruler... a dog brain, you dimwit. <laughs> uh, yes. I would have... I would I'm sorry, but I would have paid anything to see him just bark back at her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Don't you uh, remember? Woof. 
Orisa asks what she's looking for in the pages since the Lord Ruler is dead, and Vin thinks to herself that she's looking for mentions of the Miss Spirit. Uh, Vin had been making piles of anything supernatural in the logbook, noting that mainly she had a pile for the deepness and for the Miss Spirit. Vin just then wishes. She's got a pile in the deepness. <laughs> Vin just wishes that the author had been more specific about what exactly the deepness was. As Vin reads, she thinks about where she had been when first reading the logbook. She also wonders if being under the Lord Ruler's control may have somehow been preferable to what may be out there now. Uh, so do you agree that it may have been better to be under the Lord Ruler's control? Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like whatever he was doing, it is keeping them, you know, alive. And they're about to be in a very big world of trouble. What do you think, Darkness? Nah. Like, the deepness is meant to come, you know? Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. you're on the deep. You're on the deepness side here. Oh. Yeah, maybe it'll wipe out all these scars. <laughs> deepness, oh darkness. God. I think it's gonna wipe out everyone. I think it's gonna wipe out everyone. I'm a, you know, yeah. at this point, I'm okay with that. This world is fucked, generally, bro. Yeah, burn it and renew. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. In the uh, name of deepness. Mm-hmm. So Vin then reads the section where the author states that he must not think of himself as mad, and that because the man who was stabbed also saw the creature, he knew it was real. Then then decides she must do the same and assume the creature is real and she isn't hallucinating due to stress. Uh, we then switch to Ellen's point of view. Wait, was that a thought? Was that a thought in her head? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because Ellen was like, oh, you're just hallucinating doing, due to stress. And she's like, no, no. There's proof in here and I felt it. You're just, you're just hallucinating because of us uh, having sex and you're now a kid. Oh my God. I feel like if she put effort into explaining everything that was happening accurately... Like, going through the log just, book, talking about him t- yeah, touching her... <laughs> instead of just, like, oh, like, I think I'm seeing things, like, girl, <laughs> like, no wonder he thinks you're crazy. <laughs> Finn's not the best communicator, let's be honest. And she was meant to be queen? Psh, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we switch to Ellen's point of view as he looks out from Luthadel's wall at the armies. He notes that Straff is holding a canal to the north that, need- that heads to his hometown, and Set is holding a canal to the west, which leads to the town with, with the canneries. He watches as the two armies scout to take more canals and make bridges over the main river. The siege had truly begun. Clubson comes up to the wall to join Ellen, mentioning that everything is going to fall on him. Ellen then asks if he's a good king, and Clubs truthfully states that he has seen men who would do a worse job, but he's also seen men that would do a much better job. Ellen replies that he wants to be a good leader, and Clubs responds that usually there's an event that makes someone a good leader. For Kelsier, that had been the pits of Hathen, as before that, he had been in- like incredibly selfish and stuff like that, I think he says. Uh, so do you think Ellen will be able to become a good king? I mean, yeah, if he lives long enough. I was wondering, so, he thinks uh, what makes a good leader or whatever uh, is someone who goes through their own event, right? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, like, the book is called Well of Ascension, you know? <laughs> what if it's, like, him going, you know? I mean, I already have a theory that Ellen sometime, at some point becomes uh, an Alamancer, so... I'm just rooting for him to go and get powers brought to. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's been somewhat, like, foreshadowed that he's going to, simply for the fact that, like, a lot of times he's like... Oh man, Vince! I wish I had you know at least just a misting power. Yeah. And <laughs> at some point, he's just gonna be like fucking misborn and see all the fucking problems with it and shit, you know. Uh, so Clubs mentions that Tindwell is wanting to speak to Ellen, and Clubs asks if she's trustworthy, and Ellen says they've had her checked out, and also thinks to himself that she can't be the conjurer since she uses ferrochemy, which I don't know if we've actually had proven or if that happened off screen. 
that like her being able to use fair chemi means she's not a chondra because they've only specified allomancy to us before this yeah <laughs> well i was thinking too <laughs> I, I mean... um Anyways. Maybe maybe they stated it. I don't know. They definitely didn't state it before this, unless they. So that's why I'm saying unless it's like off. No, that's, that's yeah. I'm saying like yeah. Maybe maybe her asking about Alamancy was just like her actually asking in general about every of it, all of it. But yeah, that would also then I guess mean that uh, uh Tindwell is or yeah, and that Steel Inquisitors can't be because that was my other option. My other idea was that uh maybe uh Marsh was taken. But mm. I feel like if if that was true, well, maybe not. They, I guess they could have taken the fucking uh, spikes too if they could do that. I'd say you'd see spikes in the goal uh, or whatever. But uh, so we then skip to Ellen being back at Keep Venture uh, with Tindwill. Tindwill states that they'll be doing something about his clothing since it's disgraceful. Ellen tries to argue this, but Tindwill cuts him off, saying, "Kings don't argue; they command." Tinsel has the seamstress take out a white military uniform, stating that his attire should reflect his current position, and they are currently at war. The uniform has straight white trousers, a shirt, and a white military jacket with wooden buttons and a crest of an arrow or spear. He also has a belt for a dueling cane, black boots, and a white cape. Tindwell then has Ellen sit down to have his hair cut. He doesn't want that and states, no. <laughs> states that they won't be cutting his hair. He then gets up to look at himself in the mirror before agreeing that his hair does look out of place with his new <laughs> uniform and allows them to cut it shorter. Uh, so the last piece was a silver-painted wooden crown that Tindwell states Ellen must wear at all times. Tindwell states that she has six identical uniforms for him to wear and that he will wear nothing else. However, he is allowed to change the color of the cape if he wishes. So what did you think of Ellen's new kingly look? So, I was pissed off because you don't touch the hair, bro. You don't. He let her touch <laughs> the hair. You don't cut <laughs> the hair. I mean, I can. Uh, I agree with you, Darkness, mainly because like I'm also a, a long hair connoisseur. Um, but I like having long hair, and nobody makes me cut my hair, even if it was like, oh, this doesn't go with the outfit. Get a new outfit. <laughs> it's it's more of like he it, to me. It feels like he's throwing all that shit, like all the stuff that he's low key like made himself. You know him. Mm-hmm. He's throwing it away because of her. Like, no, it's because king. of her. No, it, she's she's not wrong. Okay, like you, she does. You're telling me that there can't be a king with long hair. It, I'm not saying there can't be. I'm saying that uh, it makes you look more presentable if you have shorter hair, especially in a military ver- like a military type thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why in military you they cut your hair. They your hair is short. In the, in the military because it looks presentable also it can't get in your eyes during battle yeah i mean <laughs> exactly you can't tie it i mean you can but still it's it's easier still to have it's, it still, it's still it's still somebody could grab that so grab it you can yeah. <laughs> what's he gonna be doing fighting misborns and shit like no I mean, and i'm pretty sure if you're good enough you'd be able to fight around it sure i mean i liked i liked when she walks in when he walks in later and and ben's like can i cut my hair now too yeah mm-hmm. Was like, yes, please do. I mean, he's like, if you want to. <laughs> it's funny because I prefer her with short hair and not him. <laughs> I mean, I don't prefer him over Zane, anyways. So Zane is daddy. So. Oh my gosh! Should have left you guys thinking he looked like an old man. Yes, I never thought he looked like an old man. <laughs> Zane's a fucking daddy. creep, dude. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know more things about it later than we do. I'm sure, because <laughs> I mean, yes, he's a creep, but like. 
me. He's a creep like uh, any other creep I've, I've known. But could just be misunderstood. They don't so. love you, Vin. They don't understand you. Yeah. No, like I do. Because <laughs> tonight... I mean, we'll I, I mean, think about it, though. Think about it from his perspective. It's not wrong. Uh, that's true. They do not understand her. He doesn't not know anything a... about her. But besides not the fact that she's anyone. Uh, okay, so that okay. even just just with that by itself, nobody understands because nobody else in this group is a Mistborn, and he is a Mistborn, so he would understand that. But that's the only part of her he understands. Okay, but that's what our strangers are meant to do. They're meant to know each other, like to get to know each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like he's literally giving her the opportunity. Like, I'd rather her we was spook than with Zane. <laughs> oh, okay. I agree with you on that, hundred <laughs> percent. Vin and Spook forever. I feel like I feel like that's a little bit of future knowledge talking. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like she knows some more things than we that we don't. But you know, uh, I definitely think Spook would be a better option. Anyways, Spook overall. Uh, so Ellen thanks Tindwell, but she tells him he's a fool if he thinks that's it. She says he will need to go through a lot of training before she trusts him to not embarrass himself in front of people. Ellen asks what she is going to teach him, and she replies that she is going to teach him how to walk, his speech patterns, and his fighting skills. She does not want him training in public, though, and says she'll get him a dueling master. Ellen mentions that she looks down on him like he's a placeholder, and she gives him a look like that's exactly what she's thinking, but he said it. Before he can respond again... <laughs> you said it. <laughs> Before he can respond again, Captain Demo comes in. Demo is thrown off by Ellen's new look, but is able to get out his message that a messenger from Straff's camp is here to talk. Ellen asks about Vin, and Demo states that she's in her quarters. Before Ellen leaves, he states that he's going to do more than fake being a kin, a king. <laughs> he then uh, king. He then asks is what. It, who is he akin to? <laughs> he then asks what Tindwell considers a good king, and Tindwell states that a good king is someone that is trusted by his people and deserves that trust. So do you agree with Tindwell's statement about what makes a good king? Yeah, I, I mean, I 100 agree with her. I don't think she's a good person, but I agree with her. I mean, she's not saying she would be a good king. She's just saying she knows what makes no, a good but king. No, I, I, I mean, like, I, I don't. I think she's a, a backstabbing person, you know. Mm. And she's she's teaching him how to be a good king, and then she's going to do something that you know ruins all that. But you know, or she's getting him dependent on her, and then you know, going to drop him all of a sudden. Do you think darkness? Do you think she she's right about what makes a good king? I don't. I think there's hell of a lot more to that than just you know trust. But okay. All right, I have a question real quick. Did it clearly state that she was using Farrakami, or did they just believe she's using Farrakami? Uh, well, she broke out of her binds. The breaking okay. the how easy and? she broke out of her binds, and also the fact that she okay. could hear Vin. So, and hear through the stone wall about what they were talking about. Because I, the, the reason I'm asking is because, like, so he, uh, or Seer put a fucking voice box in a dog, right? Mm -hmm. Could a conjurer not put, like, strength, you know, like a strength? aspect into muscle, yeah. yeah like and like make it look like they're not as muscular but like be muscular i don't think he could enhance her sense of hearing though because like I mean, dogs have a sense of higher sense of hearing he yeah but the, but he he was saying that he, he's that. never done that before for like a human body it sounds like because he was like oh i'm surprised but, how good they can hear and smell but that's the thing though right so like but they could if he could take a voice box from a person and put it into a fucking dog, you, wouldn't it be the same concept reversed? It's possible. We'd have to, I guess, yeah, I guess they'd have to get more, but Ellen seems pretty convinced that she's definitely a ferrochemist. Mm. 
Gotcha. I was just curious because you know. We don't we don't know much too, trying too to much make still, her the bad person. We just still don't know too too much about how the chondra like technically create their bodies. We know that they can't replicate bones, but they can replicate like flesh and organs and stuff, it sounds like. But they can't replicate mm. like hair very well. Like there, there's like certain limitations, it sounds like, to what they can create versus what they have to consume from the body. Yeah, but if I gave you like, you know, seven different bodies, you could probably Frankenstein them, right? Possibly. You know? If I gave you like a gorilla, a fucking uh, human being, a dog, and like, you know, I don't know, some other sh- shit like that, put it all together, you could probably like Frankenstein something together. I mean, that's kind of what the mysteries do. Yeah, but I mean, like, you could probably Frankenstein them together enough that you would look a specific way, too. Yeah, I, I as I said, we, we don't know, I think, at this point, yeah, about how the Conjure actually work. If I was a Conjure, I'd be doing that shit all the time. Like, I would be testing everything. Like, what if I took Mid- this? I just imagine, imagine Midget. Midget? Excuse me? I'm like, stick fucking foot, right? Damn. I'm a midget. If I, I cannot if I'm see. A midget, if I'm a midget. What does that make you, shit? shit? Midnight. I don't. I don't think you should be laughing. Midnight. Midnight's the midget for sure. I'm not. She's only like. I'm two, perfectly two average height in some countries. She's she's only two inches off from being you know, a midget. I'm not even gonna try anymore. Y'all just forget I said anything. No, okay, say what but, you were gonna say. But you're, you're gonna imagine I did what now? You're just like floating around, just eating shit all over the place, bro. Yeah, and then just and becoming the best person I could be. Hell yeah! Uh, oh, they have fucking wars all the time. Apparently, wait, like these these things live for a long time, right? You eat a crocker. I don't think we yeah. know how long. Oh my before. god! Oh, what if I want to eat a kakarot now? The coloss. Kakarot. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be so confused listening to our fucking podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we, just, we haven't even gotten to them yet. Yeah, they don't even know, bro. They don't even know yet. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so chapter 17, uh, our final chapter and our final epigraph for this episode. If only the terrorist religion and belief in the anticipation hadn't spread beyond our people. So what do you think the actual belief in the anticipation is? Because we've kind of gotten hints that like, oh, there's going to be a hero of ages, but we don't really know what their actual like prophecy slash religion was was there a question yeah, yeah. What, was what, question? what do you think the belief in the anticipation is what do you think their like well, actual belief was hmm? well, like they're believe. yearning for salvation from the deep no the deep well no they they say i believe in the logbook or in the beginning of one stuff here that like don't they say that um oh i'm worried i'm gonna like give away stuff from future epigraphs now you probably mm-hmm. will i won't say anything never mind I don't know what? if it's from a future. You I don't know if it's from a future us. past epigraph. Tease us with that? Like what? Okay, I I I thought that it had been said that they were looking for the they were desperate to get the hero of ages because of the deepness, and not that we weren't actually sure if the deepness was actually related to it or not. So the deepness is already a thing beforehand, and then they're looking for this because they would need the salvation. Yeah, salvation. Which is technically what I said. Yeah, technically. Open for interpretation. You know? mm. <laughs> hey, darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, our final chapter. So we start this chapter with Vin still in her quarters working on the pages from the logbook. She it's has a... even worse for you, darkness, because Squash is going to do it now, too. Oh, God. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, she has a bunch of piles uh, of paper and realizes she is unfortunately going to have to take notes. 
She takes a pen, ink, and some paper from her writing desk before going back to her spot on the floor. Oracer seems confused as to Why are you on the floor? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, why are you on the floor? You have a writing desk. Writing desks are made for writing. (laughs) Before I even heard him say it, I was like, why did she go to the floor? She Um, specifically states she has a writing desk. And so he makes a joke that, like, he's like, if she's like, oh, I have to, I'd have to move all the paper. He's like, well, you could always burn pewter if the stacks of paper are too fucking heavy for you. <laughs> I was, I was just thinking along the same process of like her, where like, this paper is on the desk. I don't want to move that. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, like I would also just be on the floor, being like, no, I need to just like everything's already laid out exactly how I want. Yeah, I need to be yeah, right exactly here. Exactly <laughs> on the like, floor. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to mess it up. Exactly. I'm but in my zone here. Somebody walking in. It's her quarters. People shouldn't be just walking in and messing shit up. Right. Ellen? Yeah, but I don't think. I think usually she goes to his quarters, unless because he says like she's uh, never in her quarters. Um, also, yeah, she could just you know. Is it, wait, is it her quarters where they found the dead body? <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, not the not the second one. The the bones of the person Oracer was previously. Oh yeah, I they was found the first set, the, and then they were looking for. It. Then they checked with the with like dogs and found the second set hidden. Yeah, I think yeah, there are maids that go in and clean. It was hid, hidden where though? In a closet. Well, she hid them room. in the bathroom. In, in her room, yeah. Well, one of yeah. no, not the second set. The second set wasn't in her room. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. No, I they thought they, they the, the first set. Room. No, they searched no. the whole keep, I believe, and found it was in, like, the hallway. An, no, no, it was a closet, I believe, in an abandoned, like an empty room. Okay, that's why I was more confused because. Uh... Yeah, I no, thought it the, was in the same room that. No, uh, it wasn't in the same the room. I, I'm pretty sure it was in like some other section of the castle, in, like an empty room. Okay. I just, I just loved that they were like when when they were like, "Hey, we found these bones in a basket," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah that's ours." And they're like, "But what yeah. about are the second set of bones also yours?" And they're like, "Excuse me, what other bones?" Yeah. But but I just I like the nonchalant like, "Yeah, those are ours." Yeah, no, don't worry about don't that. The most <laughs> like, okay, not, then. Not gonna, not gonna explain. Just you know. She's like, yeah. At that time, she was like, I wonder what Demo even thinks of me. <laughs> just having random bones. I mean, maybe you're having a bone party, you know? Because as a ska, he probably doesn't know about Contra. <laughs> I mean, catch catching boners all all over the place. Anyways. Oh. Um, so yeah, so she, he makes a joke about the pewter, and Vin, however, stays on the floor and begins slowly writing so that the ink doesn't smudge. She also has to sound out some words to make sure she writes them correctly. Uh, so were you surprised that Oracer made a joke? It's not usually the type of joke. I didn't know it was a joke, I thought he was actually saying that. Well, he said it, but he he was definitely, like, kind of, like, teasing her, being like, you could always oh. just use pewter to fucking lift the pages. I mean, from the way that I was listening to it, it, it I mean, he sounds the same every, no matter what he says. But still, like, it doesn't seem it's to change his tone. It's definitely a bit of a joke. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's a joke. I think he just actually want, wanted to tell her, you know, hey, if it's too heavy, just use pewter. It's like the annoying fucking uh, reminders in games when you're trying to do shit. Just, you okay. know, like, in the in the bottom where, like, some shit is like, remember, you can press this button to do this. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, yes, thank you. I'm going to do it Thank this you. way. I, I, I totally had no idea that I could do that for the seventh time that you yeah. told me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Ellen comes into the room, and Vin, upon seeing him for a moment, thinks he's someone else and leaps to her feet before calming herself down. Ellen chuckles as Vin examines his new outfit, knowing that his shorter hair will keep people from being able to grab it in a fight, and likes that his cape pulls off easily. Vin then asks if she can cut her hair, and Ellen Ellen, 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 huh? 
Ellen replies that she can do whatever she likes, but that he likes it longer, and kind of thinks to herself, well, I'm going to keep it long then if he likes it. Uh, Ellen then is about to tell her... hmm? So dumb. Don't don't do what a man says. I mean, she Okay, but I feel like I feel like she's doing it less because he told her, and more because she likes that. Like he likes. He it. likes. Yeah, and I feel like she didn't. She maybe doesn't like care as much either way. She's like, I'd kind of like it short, but also I don't mind it being long. But if he likes it this way, I I like that he thinks I'm pretty. Yeah, exactly. But why why are, why are you doing things based on a man? Like, come on. I mean, Jesus sometimes cuts yeah. his hair the way I like it. Well, he, that's different. Okay, that's different. First off. Because Jesus is not an in, Jesus is not an independent woman. All right. <laughs> I I would I would base my hair slightly around what he would like too. When? I mean, I haven't had to, but I would if he asked he, me. But when? Like, when would you do that? Uh-huh. Yeah. I've I've worn certain outfits because he prefers them on That's date nights. Different, That's different. Exactly. That's it's different. not different. I, it's not a permanent change. Hair I've changing bought, your hair is. I've bought is clothing true. because I knew he would I, like it for date nights. That's still you, you can you wear clothing like not that every day. Are you are you, you wearing that same clothing like every day? Are you wearing the same clothes every single day? No, but I I oh. don't think it's still taking. Are you wearing are are you wearing your hair every single day? It's taking into consideration what your partner likes, and if you're willing to do that, I don't see it as being an issue. I feel like you don't have to. She's, but... she's conforming to a man. Oh that's, my you know... god. Terrible. To be fair, if she didn't like it, she could, she could just, like, you know... Fuck I'm pretty sure if she hated it, she would just cut it. <laughs> That's why she asked his know. opinion. I don't know. I feel like she's hindering herself by a man, oh, but okay. Anyways. Okay, she's about to hinder herself by another man, too. I know, so. uh-huh. I know when Zane comes to the picture. Oh, oh. gosh. Anyways, Love so... It. What uh, if he's like, I like girls with short hair? <laughs> yeah, and she cuts her hair. Oh, so, Eleanor is about to tell her about the messenger when he notices that she was doing research. He excitedly reaches for the paper where she had begun writing and compliments her penmanship. Uh, Vin asks Ellen about the messenger, and he says it's from Straff's camp and that they should go meet with him. Vin gestures for Orisar to join them, and as soon as they make it down to the atrium, Vin stops Ellen from moving farther forward as she immediately recognizes the messenger as the Watcher. So, what were your first thoughts when you read this? Were you surprised that the Watcher works for Straff? No, not at all. I don't think he he does though, he said it. <laughs> but he says he says he's literally like above being a slave for someone. But he still did say that he works for <laughs> Yeah, but it's I don't think it's like like a thing. I think it's like under a guise, you know what I mean? You think he's like mm-hmm. working for him, but like he's not actually like aligned with him. He's like oh, I yeah. I'd leave when uh, it suits me. Uh, yeah. I feel like he's benefiting from being there. For a reason that we don't know yet. Mm. But he's not trying to be like, oh, like this my master had a maybe that's where he gets ATM from. Yeah, maybe. I will work for you as long as you keep providing me with ATM. Mm-hmm. Like it's another and he's just like I, mean... oh, I don't understand why. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's what I meant. He's just another conjurer. Right? <laughs> Working for that ATM. Uh... I'm just saying, I would have conjure I would have mis- I would have everyone on my ass if I was there. <laughs> Add all the ATM. Uh, oh, okay. So, Ben warns Ellen that the messenger is a misborn, and Ellen nods before speaking to the messenger, asking about his message. The Watcher, who we learn is named Zane, replies that he is an ambassador, and states that Ellen's father is glad that he is finally seeing reason. Ellen says he needs to meet with his father to discuss possibilities, and Zane states that Ellen's father has regretted their falling out, which I don't fucking believe for a second. <laughs> 
Uh, Ellen's what? Just... what do you mean? He's like the best father. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, he's the best one we've met. Like this, uh -huh. we, we've met so many fathers in all these books, and he's definitely the best one. Actually, uh -huh. you know what? You're not that wrong because at least he's fucking here, you know. Yeah, exactly. And send he didn't sell, uh, send Ellen away. He went away himself. For real. <laughs> he's like Ellen. You can keep the city for all the time being. I'll be I back. Mean, technically, he first tells Ellen he can come with him, and Ellen's like, "No, I'm not leaving." He's like, "Okay, fine. Keep the castle." Yep, exactly. He said, "Keep the castle." So he, he even gave him a castle. <laughs> Best father, father, father of the year, right there. Uh, so Ellen suggests meeting in a camp outside the walls, but Zane states that Straff wishes to meet at his camp because of assassins. Ooh, and not to why. worry about Ellen getting assassinated because Set's assassins can't get into Straff's camp. But Zane... what about fucking? <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's Ellen's whole point is like, yeah, but what about your fucking assassins? Yeah, like what the fuck. Uh, so, Zane then compliments Vin, but neither Ellen nor Vin respond to that. And Ellen then says he will think on it and send a messenger when he has made a decision, even though Straff was expecting a date to be set. Uh, so do you think Straff will be angry that Ellen didn't set a date right away for when they're going to meet well, up? I mean, I think I think Straff is fucking uh, angry no matter what, so he's going to find a reason to be angry. <laughs> I think he's, he's I think he's been angry ever since fucking Ellen was born. <laughs> ever since like, Ellen oh. didn't snap. He's like, fuck yeah. this worthless child. Yeah, that's why he likes Zane so much. It's like, ha, oh, this is the man that I want to be my heir. Yeah, his cousin nephew or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever the fuck he is, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh... I mean, if we're right if we're right about that, that's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I doubt it though, because he would have recognized, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> you would think. Unless he can change his appearance, like a conduit. To be fair, we don't know how often he gets out of Luthadel. Maybe he hasn't seen his cousin in, like, fucking 10, 15 years. Yeah, exactly. A lot changes, unless your name is Midnight, you know? That's rude. And, and then nothing changes from, you know, toddler to now, including That's height. rude. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we then skip to Vin and Oriser that evening, watching from Keep Ventures' walls. She thinks about how she, didn't, she hadn't seen Zane for a while, and she shouldn't be surprised he is one of Straff's men. She also thinks about how excited she is to spar against him again. Oriser asks why Vin didn't tell Ellen she had been sparring with Zane, and Vin replies that Ellen has enough to worry about. So, do you agree with Oriser that Vin should have told Ellen more about Zane? Yes. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, I think Zane, yes, but I don't know about the other question. The, the mystery thing. Yeah. The misspirit. No, just... <laughs> that is what they called it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, misspirit. Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah. Uh... So, Vin's using her bronze to search for the mist spirit, but instead feels Zane nearby. Vin finds Zane in the middle of an empty street and wonders why he never wears a mist cloak. They After know nothing of you. <laughs> After a moment Come of silence. with me. <laughs> After a moment of silence, Zane throws a coin and then jumps up and out from it. Zane pushes Vin's coin pouch, forcing her to untie them herself. Or, untie them from herself. Zane begins to jump away, never once touching the ground, and Vin follows after him, playing his game. They get to keep hasting, and Zane throws coins at her again as they go around the keep. They end up sparring between two of the keep's outer towers. They crash into each other, and Zane grabs Finn by her upper arm so they fall together. Zane asks her why she plays their games and lets them control her. Finn places a hand on Zane's chest and uses a coin in her palm to push him away from her. Uh, so why do you think Zane wants Finn to not be close to the others? Why does who want to? Why do, why do you think Zane doesn't? Uh, why do you think Zane doesn't want Finn to be close to the others? Mythic thing. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. Your your mic. What? What's wrong with uh, my mic? No, uh, sometimes it, it like it picks up the. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the AC or whatever. 
Um, no AC in here. I know, it picks up some yeah, stuff or something at some point, sometimes. But it's fine now. Um, um, is it my... still going? Or... No, it's good now. No, it's it fine was now. just for a minute. Um, I don't. He doesn't want people to see her. Uh, see her cheat, you know. I'm, I'm I'm confused with the question. So the question is, why do you think Zane doesn't want Finn to be close to the others? Because he keeps saying like, why do you let them control you? Why do you play their games? He doesn't seem to want her to be close to other people. Because he likes her and he yeah. wants to be with a Mistborn and have a Mistborn child and they'd be super strong uh, together. You know? <laughs> what do you call a Mistborn Mistborn child? Just a Mistborn. What if they're like super powerful? Maybe just a misborn. The mist god. <gasps> it's the Lord Ruler. Also, I hadn't <laughs> thought of this till now, but do you guys think Zane is a noble or a half ska? Noble. I think it's a half ska. Because mm-hmm. all these noble bitches with their fucking misborn shit are seemingly weak as fuck. I don't know if you noticed, but. <laughs> I mean. They'd be dying a lot, so. <laughs> um, I mean, we've only seen one noble misborn so far, which is uh, Shan. Chandelier? Yes. Yes. And we, we saw how well that worked out for her, so... Um, so Vin then sprays out her coins as she watches Zane fall, using two coins on either side of her to keep her in place between the towers. Suddenly a coin shoots past her and lands on top of the stone wall, and Zane pulls on it to get near Vin again. They fight some more using coins until Vin slams herself feet first into Zane. However, she sees Zane push all their coins away, and Vin is left to tumble down to the stone wall. She looks up and sees that somehow... Uh, somehow Zane had gotten one coin and is still in the air. Zane finally lets himself drop gently to the stone wall and tells Vin that she's skilled and powerful. Vin notes that Zane has, uh, was almost a bit like Kelsier. She asks why Zane came to the palace, and he says to see how they treat her. Zane says they use her like a slave, and when she says that she isn't one, he calls her insecure. Zane then shows her that he keeps a coin in his mouth, and Vin wonders how neither she nor Kelsier thought of that in the past. So what did you think of Zane's trick with the coin in his mouth? Seems like he's very old and knowledgeable. Honestly, this dude, major trauma. <laughs> like, straight up major trauma. And I can tell. Like, this dude is projecting hard. He's like, you got insecurities? No, bitch, you got insecurities. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ben, ben notes it in a second here. Uh, so Zane then says he they don't belong with the others, they belong in the mist. Vin disagrees and says she belongs with those who love her. Zane says how they uh, how can they love her if they don't truly understand her? Zane then leaves and Vin doesn't follow. She notes that his words about not belonging with others shows as he's an outsider and she wonders if she can exploit that weakness. Uh, she decides she has to keep sparring with Zane. So do you agree with Vin that Zane might be projecting his feelings onto Vin? Well yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But I mean he's not wrong. I mean, I guess he is kind of wrong, but he's not wrong at the same time. Like, he's kind of wrong because, like, you could love somebody and not know them completely. But, mm-hmm. uh, in the same vein, you really can't say that you love, an ent- like, the entire person until you've known most of their stuff. Because it's a lot of times what happens when, like, you know, a couple moves in together, you know, like, they get married, and that's when they move in together, and then, like, they see other sides of some- their significant other. That I don't I, like so. I I feel like technically that's the point of family in general. Like each person is gonna get a part of you that like they un- they are able to understand, mm. and I'm pretty sure that's kind of what built up in like the first book. Yeah, like I feel like there there's no way for someone to ever truly a hundred percent no like understand every single little piece of you. Like there's gonna be people who understand more of you or less of you than others, but like. 
unless you literally are the other person, you can never understand someone a hundred percent. And I don't think that you, makes them be able to love you less. Like, I can understand you a hundred percent. Even even then, can. like you don't really understand yourself a hundred percent either. It's so. true. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you ever really love yourself? Yeah. Never. Which the point in all of this is like, stop trying to love yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just stop trying to love yourself. Hundred percent. Everyone should just give up <laughs> on love. That's the, that's the message of this book. That's the message of this book. Start give an emo band. <laughs> Nice. Start a ska band. I saw what you did there. Uh, so yeah, that was the final Is that chapter. Why you ska from? I don't think so. I think it just kind of happened that way. Uh, yeah. so anyways, uh, overview questions for oh, this oh, episode. Oh, we have these. Oh, okay. Uh, so first overview question: If Ellen and Vin find the imposter, when in the book do you think this will happen? Pause, because. You re- you really are bad at uh fight scenes and stuff. I yeah, know. Right? I'm sorry. Like, because why did I was like for, we're already done? I don't remember her talking anything about the fight. First, like bit. you didn't, you didn't talk about like the whole like acrobatic show that happened, right? Like I pushed, were, like, you pull. Okay, I pushed yeah. and pull at the same time and hold myself in the middle of the air. I did, I did do that part. I specifically wrote that uh, she uses two coins on either side of herself to keep her in place between the two towers. Uh, and then he spits a coin out, and she. I did. Suddenly, a coin shoot past her and lands on the top of the stone wall. Yes. And Zane pulls that, out and takes it again. I'm also talking about the part where he slowly goes down, which you do talk about, but you don't like he, ask yeah, any he, sort of question mm-hmm. of like, did he you know that it was possible? To limit yep. yourself like that, or anything yep. like that. Exactly. Like, the fact that you can just limit. And, or like, what else, can you, what else do you think they can do? Because apparently, if you can do that with just pushing and pulling, you're probably going to be able to do that with other stuff. Yeah, god damn. And I, I'm aren't you hosting good, this? I'm not good at the action scene. Actually, it's hard to know what to put in there without it being like it feeling kind of awkward. Now that I think about it, you could have asked that. Awkward. You could have asked that when um when they were learning how to adjust their like senses. You know what I mean? Like uh how um Spook was talking about uh you just got to learn to like block some stuff out. Mhm. So that's, like, adjusting part of that, like, you know, yeah. it's not hitting full blast. Spook's just so good at his fucking abilities. So, yeah. Which, by the way, we haven't seen much of him because it's kind of scary, but, you know. <laughs> I hope Spook's still alive. I hope he's dead. Well, they've got us, they know, we know he's not dead at the moment because Vin says she has to, like, <gasps> figure out if he's, if, uh... If the Conjurer took Spook, right? If Conjurer took Spook, could he speak Eastern street slang? That's why I'm leaning towards not, because, like... I'm pretty sure that the Conjurer would learn how to use Eastern Street slang if they were going to become spook. Yeah, but it'd be, it'd be more efficient to pose as like, oh, I learned how to well, speak. Okay. Well, the only, the only reason, yeah, the only reason I say that is because he started speaking like better without. They're supposed yeah, to be like, like... master researchers, though, and like know their character inside out, though. You think they would have like known about the. Okay, noon. but like he was away, and it gives the perfect cover of I'm like. Sure the oh, is, the, I'm pretty sure the word you're looking for is known. I sure. tried to say known. Noon. <laughs> yeah, it's noon, guys. I, I tried my best. Oh, what was the uh, a, a, a question? <laughs> uh, yeah my 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 over one of my overview questions was if Ellen and Vin f- do find the imposter, when in the book do you think this will happen? Probably next chapter. <laughs> I, I think they'll find it really soon, to be honest. I don't think it'll be late. All right. 
so how do you think the meeting with Straff Venture will go, and will it happen next episode? What if they accidentally send yes next whoever, episode? What if they accidentally send whoever it is like protecting Ellen or whatever at that meeting, and it's the conjurer, bear. and it's like, aha, you're alone now. Do you think uh, it will happen next chapter? You said or next episode? You said mythic. Yeah, I think it'll happen next episode, but I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, definitely feel like uh, I don't know. I'm going to go on the 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 whole idea that uh, the other army I want to come in comes in, and then while they're having a meeting, I guess mm. it would be a really great something for that to happen. Uh, and my final overview question was: Do you think Sazed will arrive in Luthadel next episode? Watch him get killed on the way there. Uh, I hope he does. I, I hope he like. I think Sazed is going to be the key to the whole thing. So. Oh. Well, he's. Mm, did he? I was going to say, did he finish reading the whole fucking like tablet or whatever? No, he he got like two or three sentences in, and then Marsh was like, "We've got to go," so he quickly did a rubbing of it, and then he started doing like a couple sentences of translation. Oh, yeah. well, based on the fact that Mythic is hearing his voice or whatever, yeah, yeah I think I'm assuming he'll be fine. Yeah, so. well, he's probably saying, like, at it, least gonna get the just the way that the thing the way to that them. <laughs> The way that every time they read the fucking like, epigraphs, it sounds exactly like him. Yeah, I think he's definitely gonna say. Considering like, he's usually the translator for the, these sorts of things, mm-hmm. like, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm that's why that. I think like it, it is that way. But then again, the way he does terrorist people in general apparently is also very the same. Yeah, it could just be he's trying to do Quan, but it just sounds like Sist. Like, because even she sounded very similar with like a slight little bit off difference. Yeah, because I think they're supposed to have like a similar accent, right? Like all the Terrace people. What even is the accent? Hmm? Terrace. Terrace mm. accent. <laughs> so Terrace. <laughs> Yay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, any more overview? Uh, no, that's it. Did you guys have mm. any other thoughts or theories you wanted to go over? Yeah, I have a theory that one day Midnight will actually be able to give us accurate details about a fight scene. And that'll be their entire notes. Will just be the fight scene that we oh, had God. that episode. Like that'd be you know? horrible. Not at all. What do you mean? Like fight scenes are the best to write about. I mean, yeah. to, just yeah. like places. Just like when when they describe like places and like things in those places. You know, like an entire living room being that restructured. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> uh, being restructured all of a sudden. Yeah, like come on. <laughs> And then and then and then we get into the questions and shit and the the overview of the entire chapters and she still can't even tell us those. <laughs> We're really getting her case, huh? <laughs> yeah, always. I mean, like I said, I have proof. She said we weren't doing this today, so <laughs> oh, I did say that we were doing this today. Stop gaslighting me. No, I have proof that shows you, you did faked that. it. I did not. She... I don't even know how to fake that. Mythic, about. she has enough gas already. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to light it, right? <laughs> Anyways, next episode, we'll be reading chapters 18 through 22. Uh, looking quickly at my epigraph notes here, you'll actually start getting some of the stuff about like what the Hero of Ages was supposed to be in the prophecy. That's exciting. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> Pretty sure they do like eight chapters of just describing what the Hero of Ages was supposed to be. <laughs> Out of curiosity, um, is there a way for you to like... So thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we hope to see you again next week for chapters 18 through 22. Bye! Bye!
Bye.